All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 153. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. Excuse me. How's it going, sir? It's going. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's funny. Hmm. Is you, you were like, uh, are you ready to go? And I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Or did you? Did you throw it to me? I was like, ah, I knew that's where this is going. The volley, and there we go. Ping pong match is over. Went right by him and paddle. But it's that's actually a good thing because that means yeah. you're like loose. Yeah, you're you're good Lucy to go. Goose. Like it doesn't matter. Like and it doesn't. Lucy. This show you know, is all about like getting together at the bar. Like okay, so let me let me throw something out there. Like this was always okay. the argument. Um, I don't go to bars, but like if I did go to bars, the idea would be, right, you just roll in there, like cheers, you right? Roll you in. roll in there, yes. whoever's there's there, fucking Norm's there, of course he's there, and you just start talking. And I don't mm-hmm. think those people come in where they're like, right, like I don't think Norm starts, at, you know, right before he goes in, he goes, okay, okay, let me get straight right, what I'm so, going to talk about. Right, right. <sighs> okay, let's go. So I think the same is true here. Like I think you okay. should just f- roll it in. Just roll with it. I'm rolling in. I've stopped even giving myself in. bulleted lists of what I want oh. to make sure to touch on, which oh, wow. is a big, that's a big thing for me. Like I haven't done that in probably like 10 episodes, which I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, that explains a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Lucy goes, hey, you know, uh, it's like, it, it's like, it's my brain, Fred. It's the brain. It's the old age and the brain brain rot. You know? <laughs> yeah. Brain's floating around there in old liquid, man. It's pickled. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> you know, like I said at the uh, doctor's office today, I said the warranty is up. The parts <laughs> the parts are up. Because I've been, I've been to the doctor's like three times, I think, since we last talked. And today I had to get an MRI on my wrist. That was today? Yeah. Today, yeah, earlier today on Sunday. The place was open on Sunday. Okay, now you know I'm going to have to ask about this if you're willing to share. <laughs> sure. Well, see, so uh, do you, you remember when I had the uh, little trigger finger last October? I could, my, my pinky wouldn't – it would get locked up, and I'd have to, like, push knuckles and pop it, pop it open. And they gave me a shot back in October mm, of I cortisone, like right in my palm, right? <clears throat> And that, that healed it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, sometime in January, I was wrestling around with my son, and he, as six-year-olds want to do, flailing his legs in a kicking manner. And out of all the fingers uh, that could get in the way of that, it was right in that pinky. Just kicked it straight on. And I thought he broke it. It hurt so bad. And I was like, motherfucker, you know? And then it was fine, but it hurt. And then little by little, every day I'd wake up and it would click a little more. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, it's back. It's coming back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they said, if it comes back, come back and see us. We'll give you another shot of cortisone. Or if it stops working, we'll have to do surgery on your pinky. But trigger finger, which is basically the tendon runs down. I think we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Sort of runs on a little trench in your bone, like a little groove in your bone. Uh, and that tendon basically 
comes out of that groove, either your bone wore down or whatever. And so the cortisone like sort of like tightens up that tendon, pops it back in place. And they said 50-50, it fixes it. But they said if it doesn't fix it, if he's coming loose and your finger keeps locking up, then they have to go in and sort of sort of make a new little trench, you know, scrape out a little bit more of the bone so the tendon can sit in there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. so I had to go back there and <laughs> uh-huh. uh, they gave me the shot, right? And then maybe for the last year and a half, maybe even longer, two years, maybe, uh, I haven't been able to put weight on my left hand, <laughs> right? Go that sounds on. weird. Yeah, go right? on. You see, because that sounds like I'm left-handed. You think that would be a major issue in my life? But the thing is, my wrist is fine. I can move it around. I can lift things. Push right, so it's really it, the hand. It's it's when I use the like a push-up motion, mm-hmm. like when I bend my wrist in a motion. Like if I was on my hands and knees, I will drop. I cannot put any weight in that position, like on my wrist. Yeah. Um, But again, if it's just I'm doing normal things with it, it's fine. It doesn't hurt. I can wiggle it around, pick stuff up, pick up heavy things, push heavy things, do anything. It's just that one position. If I got down right now in the push-up position, uh, I would like drop. It would instantly give out. It's like it pain goes up my forearm. It's crazy. Uh, so my, my thought was I, I sprained it or fractured it and it healed funny and I just never knew mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying those deals. So when I was getting my pinky done, I was like, uh, Hey, uh, how would you guys shoot me one of those x-rays on this wrist here while I'm here? Do you, uh, hook a fella up? So they did. They gave me the x-ray on the old left wrist and they were like, Hmm, they're like, nothing's wrong. They're like, the bones are good. It looks like you've never had an injury or a bur- break. I was like, yeah. And I was like, well, uh, it still hurts. Like, if I push down on this right now, it will hurt. <laughs> right. So they said, well, this is, you got to come back and maybe we'll, we'll do an MRI. We got to see what's going on between the joints, you know? Okay. So that's what I had to get today. So I don't know the results of it yet. I had to go today and uh, and get in the Johnny uh-huh. and then and I had to get in the tube. So they had to like put my whole body in the tube, yeah. just for my wrist. Uh huh. Like my wife gets my MRIs head. regularly for her yeah. tumor. So yeah, basically, so. it didn't like I didn't have to go all the way in, but pretty much like only the top of my head was sticking out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it was ridiculous. I'm not a claustrophobic person, so it doesn't bug me. Um, the only thing I was worried about. Um, was they still have a mask thing in the hospital, which is lifted, I think, in oh, May. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that was my only concern. I'm like, I have no problem being in this tube, right? But if I'm in this tube with a mask on, right. I think I might freak out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, yes, because when COVID your was going on, my wife did and, freak out, I believe. Yeah, because that's like a lot over your face and like well and she had to be uh, well so she had another degree of that and i think that's why they let her not be masked was she has to have like a cage over her face oh jesus christ because they can't let her yeah right because they have to zero in on where the tumor is so i know that the claustrophobic listeners in our audience are like fuck that it is it's so claustrophobic i mean i'm not a claustrophobic person Mm-hmm. And even I have to 
concentrate. Like you have to concentrate. You have to know to yourself, like, okay, I'm in here and I'm chilling and just chill out. Yeah, like, but I can't imagine if you are claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I can't. If I'm normal and I'm and I have to like calm, like concentrate to know I'm all right. Like, I can't imagine someone that doesn't have that control. (laughs) Yeah, and she is. She is not claustrophobic, but she does have that cage over her face. Although they do give her some drug that chills her out a little bit. But um, what shot of whiskey? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a. Is it a Xanax? I don't know. I don't know prescription pills. My my um, my more recreational drug using sister is always ashamed that I don't know the big ones. Right? She's you don't know oxys. You don't know Xanax. You don't know like Perkies. And I'm like, what the fuck are Perkies? She's like Percocet. I was like, I don't know what those do. I. I I haven't been prescribed them very often. I had Vicoprofen once. It made me feel weird. I'm out. Uh, I had codeine once <clears throat> with cough syrup. It was horrible. I don't I don't like being high on pills. But what I was going to say was, I'm not a claustrophobic person, I don't think. But the mm-hmm. one time I did think about it, and this is kind of similar to the MRI, which is what made me think about it, was, you ever seen the movie? Well, I know you have. But like in the movie Aliens... Mm-hmm. The second one, the Jim Cameron one from 86. Yes. Bishop well, has to climb oh, to a, um, a a helipad to bring down a second ship yeah, to take them up to the Nostromo. And <laughs> he climbs through that pipe and he even tells you how long he's going to be in there. He's like, I think it takes me 68 minutes to climb like 2.3 yeah. miles or something. And you're like, uh-uh. And it shows yeah, him get welded into that pipe, and then he's climbing through it. And I was like, no. No. Yeah, that's a tight fit. Yeah. There's no that's way. That's a tight fit. No I way in say, God's green earth, especially with those fucking aliens there. Like, no. Yeah. I will say they gave me... um. So my my wrist had to go in sort of like this like clamp thing, right? Mm-hmm. That had the memory foam inside of it. You know, like when you imprint yep. your foot for a fucking special shoe. Like it, it was again, like, I'm sure it's somewhat similar to my wife's, but they have to make it a cage so she can breathe. Right. Like if you didn't right. have to breathe, they could squish it into something, but yeah. Yeah. So it's like a little, it's that, but it's really big and clunky. <laughs> and then on my, the other side, they give me the little emergency squeeze ball. Right. Uh-huh, yep, but yep. I'm familiar with that. Wrist, one. Yeah. The risk fucking the, the wrist a box, whatever the fuck it is, takes up a lot of room. So when uh-huh. they slide me into it, like my right side is really like cramming in a little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't think I could squeeze this thing if I wanted to. Like I think my hand was going numb after a while. I'm like, I was I was pretty squished in there. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm a skinny dude, so I'm just like, I don't know, man. If you have a little weight on you, how do they do this? Do you get <laughs> like so I have that I answer. Know. Um <clears throat> yeah. actually I don't have that answer, but they do tubes? it. They do it, I guess is what I would say. Because um, I'm sure my wife, being a respiratory therapist, I'm sure, because like, like I don't know how they do this. I've never asked her, right? It's all those mm-hmm. things that people think about. You made me think about this right now. Like, I'm sure she has to handle when a person has to go to MRI with oxygen on, right? Like that's a thing you have to do, but you can't put that oxygen tank in the MRI area and launch it no. into the air. So I don't know what they do. Like maybe she has to bag people while they're getting an MRI. I don't know. Now I want to ask her. Now but you know. but yeah, uh, all I can tell you is 
the number one thing that has come up that healthcare workers have to struggle with, and this is not a condemnation on those people, um, but it is something that that needs to be considered, is what do you do with people, right, who, um, you know, yeah, are bigger than the tube, or like just simple things, like I'm not particularly a big guy, but I have, I, I jokingly I mean, call it a shoulder span, like I got some broad fucking shoulders, like... I am not pleasant to be next to on an American Airlines flight. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll crunch if, myself yeah. up to make it easier for you, but I can only do so maybe much have, with my um, build. Maybe they have MRI tubes that open halfway like a tanning bed. Well, I mean, and they crack them open. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish that was how, Yeah, stuff. right? They just keep yeah. it just, just halfway up. I bet they adjust that tunnel. I'm going to go hmm. out on a limb and assume they adjust that tunnel. It would be wow. foolish because I know MRI machines are millions of dollars. It would mm-hmm. be foolish to create one that wasn't adjustable. <laughs> but who <laughs> that knows? Costs, that costs a lot of money. That's why practical yeah. jokes like bringing a pocket full of nickels in with you doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what are you doing with that pocket full of nickels? You're like, oh, you got me. You got me. I was. Um, I, I just know I've had an MRI when I had. Um, this is probably more than you'd probably care to know about me if you didn't already know this. But I had nipple piercings for a long time, and I was always worried that if I ever ended up in an MRI, they would rip out. Um, and you're not supposed to have them in there. What? You're not supposed to have them. Yeah, no, they, they, I would take them out when I would go in. I've only had two MRIs when I had my nipples pierced, but yeah, I had to take them out both times. So, Mm. yeah. So, do you have any metal in your eyes? I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) What question is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? They ask you like crazy questions. And one of them was like, you have metal in your eye? I'm like, why the fuck would I have metal in my eye? What do you think I'm doing every day? (laughs) Ah, shit. Yeah, you wouldn't believe what happened the other way here. Um, so anyways, I got that done. Hey, here's an invention I really dug that I've never, all my years going to doctors, right? Uh-huh. They're like, you know, you got to put a Johnny on, you know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. But they also handed me pants and socks. No kidding. And I know. So you got like you're the, in the hospital fit? <laughs> yeah. You're in the hospital fetch. Maybe this is new to you. I mean, old school to you. I was elated. I was elated. I was like, pants? <clears throat> Johnny pants? We've never, I've never had Johnny pants before. I've always had the awkward ass like mm-hmm. underwear hanging out the back and I can't <laughs> properly tie it because, you know, I'm not a fucking spider. And uh, so I can't tie those behind my back like you're supposed to. And it's awkward. And they gave me like pants and socks. And I'm like, this is genius. How? Uh, why is this new? Why so, is this only new to me now? So it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I awesome. didn't get pants. <laughs> Johnny pants. Yeah. They're great. I didn't get, I didn't, I still had the awkward gown the last time I was at yeah. my provider, which was for my old hospital. And um, they, they, this was like a month ago. And now I want to ask my wife, but I'm pretty sure she still goes in just a gown. Yeah. Well, tell her they got pants. So they're, they're moving. They pants, yeah. The East sock. Coast is ahead of us. They gave yeah, me the, they gave me the socks. They gave me those socks with the grippies on them, like at the mm-hmm. trampoline park. Well, yeah, I was like, this is falling. nice. Yeah. This is sweet. You know? Um, anyways, uh, otherwise than that, Fred, mm-hmm. right? It's been it's been two weeks since we talked, and it's a lot has happened. 
lot hasn't happened. Baseball started. Right? I don't know if I talked about that last time. There's been lots of things. I went to a tulip farm. We're not going to talk about that again. It's the third annual trip to the tulip farm. I love We've talked that, about though. it every year. Yeah. Um, we, it was rainy. Mm-hmm. We did that. I want to make it clear you lots. can talk about any of these things if you want to. And I, I don't do, believe I don't. you talked about baseball last I don't. time. Last time. Uh, you, my son started baseball practice. And uh, it's going good. It's going good. I did talk about it because I talked about how I That's made right. a That's right. Now that you're saying friend. that, yeah. Made adult friends. That's still happening. Good. Still hanging out with my adult friends that I made. <laughs> um, you know, you know, I would like to talk about um, <clears throat> this week leading up to this this weekend, mm-hmm. Fred. And that is uh, me in the clutch and putting you on the spot, um, throwing out a uh, last minute questions for trees yeah you know i don't think you know i don't think people know i was telling my wife that you know the term in the clutch like zero hour like that's what i did this weekend i felt bad that i you know you had stuff going on this weekend and i'm just like i wrote you literally the last minute it was like hey if i throw this up today can you post it and you're like oh by 10 p.m if you can get it done (laughs) And I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> Did I think I yeah. delivered it at like 10, 20? I think I was late because I, no, I, I had between, well, I, I mean, yeah, between you and me where no one can hear us. Um, yes. I fell asleep uh, mm-hmm. that night okay. at like 10 p.m. I, okay. I was more tired than I thought I was, but I got up in the morning before we left and, and did it. Yeah. I, um, I was pr- very proud of myself, Fred. I was proud and disappointed. Disappointed. That I let it come to that, right? And I mentioned it several times on on the on the show because I was just like, "Man, I put that off," you know. And then I felt bad when we didn't have a show, and I go, "This is what this was supposed to be for." When we can't have a show, we're supposed to have one of these ready to go. And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna knock this out in like two days. I'm gonna bring." I dug out my little mic, and I said, "I'm gonna fucking record all these questions. Maybe trim some out." That I can't fit, and then I'm gonna edit that shit, and I'm fucking throw it up there. You know, I edited a yeah. cheap little JPEG on my phone, threw that out. There. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I I liked your uh, your cover. It was good. I think yeah. I I think that uh, exemplified what my situation, how I felt, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I was very I was happy that I was able to get that done, and I didn't have a chance to even like proof it. Or anything. Like I literally recorded them. Uh, as I stuck them together on the computer, I didn't even like scrub through them to make sure they were like that they were all there or that like right. <laughs> they were scratchy or anything. I just stuck them together and then I had trouble exporting it. That's what really kept you know, I went I you know at seven PM I said to my wife, Hey, can you take care of the boy, put him to bed. I said, I just need to throw this together. It'll take me like an hour. Famous last words, right? We know how that goes. <laughs> uh-huh. I Next do, thing yeah. you know, it's it's 10 o'clock and I'm still at the kitchen, <laughs> like swearing and texting you. <laughs> you know, I'm like this fucking thing. And I got it done, you know? And, yeah. then I, and then after you posted it, then I listened to it. 
the my it was too late, but I still said I got to listen to it. Make sure it's uh, it's it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad for something being recorded in like a day and a half. Yep, and nobody you know? uh, nobody complained. Not that I expected anyone to, but I do realize something though when when I do listen back myself, mm-hmm. and I can only chalk it up to that I'm driving right, which I think is part of the fun of it, right? I think people really dig my driving to work mm-hmm. and uh, I do talking. Um, how many things I say incorrectly. That I know, like, you know, like, like, um, sayings and shit and how I mix up the, you know, it's the equivalent of like, uh, Biff from Back to the Future. Where he's like, why don't you make like a B and leave, you know, screen door to battleship. Yeah. I do that a lot. I notice and I'm like, I know I can only chalk it up to like, I start to say something Uh and then because I'm driving, I'm just paying attention to other shit. And it's almost like my brain. (laughs) Is like a needle on a record. It skips a little, and then I come back and I I insert the wrong things. I do that a lot. I notice it's kind of cringy, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, well, <laughs> it's when what, you notice that you, stuff when you um, and I, I I honestly off the top of my head can't think of so I don't notice it. I guess is what I would say uh, for you, but um, it's one of those things like I notice when I'm. Um, when I'm listening to myself that like I have a tendency to um, use certain phrases over and over and over again. And so, mm. yeah, I definitely notice stuff like that. Yeah. I forget. I can't think of an example either, but I, I know I do it. Cause when I listen back, I'm going, oh, Jesus Christ, boy, I sound like a dope, but I don't know. must be the appeal of it though. I sound like the Hell everyday, yeah. I'm an everyday man, Fred. <laughs> it's I mean, we I got the excited Kermit um, mm-hmm. meme. Like GIF, GIF. Oh, this, that is true. Yeah, we did, I did over see that. the release of that. Because we kind of bait and switched people, right? Like we told them we weren't going to do anything. And we weren't, <laughs> for the record. We weren't. We weren't going to do anything. It literally it literally was people saying that. Oh, so yeah. questions of trees this week? And I was like, ooh, sadly <laughs> no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I feel crappy. I was like, because I have a bunch of questions. They've been... Laying around forever. I was like, I got to dig those out. And I also, even though um, the person in question will probably have it by the time he hears this show, but I also mailed out my thumb drive, Fred. I got oh, that done too. Nice. I was on a tear this this weekend. I was like, I'm getting all this shit done and out. Getting shit done, yeah. Nice so there's, work. A, there's a person out there. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he's also on my Twitter and uh, but I uh, curated a thumb drive so it has uh, the 300 episodes easy mode on there, so he's gonna get to enjoy Excellent. that. Excellent. And for the record, it's not listener. me, but uh, it's not you. you no, I'm gonna send you time. one. Too. <laughs> well, the thing with you is, I won't curate it, right? Right, I know you can curate it. I'll just send you the whole fucking thing because <laughs> it, it's too. I actually had to go through a lot of stuff because it was like, um, I told you there's like a whole VGO folder on there, right? Fucking packed. It's every audio recording for VGO that we ever did. It's and it's just tons of stuff on there. So I wanted to get all that out of it, you know, and just it, it had all our songs, like any song oh, that love people yeah, wrote for easy mode, like cut the, in, yeah, yeah, the Red Low songs and and the original had the original. Uh, we had the original like German death metal. 
Yeah. Do you remember the original Easy Mode started with like a death metal song? Yes, because I remember um, I actually have that on my Spotify playlist. Yeah. Because um, that was um, Dana's husband, I think, is the one who came up with that. And, and one of the episodes, she tells what the song is. And then I looked it up and like listened to it now while I'm like lifting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't his song. No, it no, was no. Like it was in just. A band. I just. It was off of. A, yeah. I think it was off of. You do you remember? People might not know this, but back in the early, not early. It's not like we invented it, but back in those podcasting days, there was a lot of pod music websites that had copyright free songs that people made. You huh. just had to credit them, right? If you wanted songs for your podcast and stuff, you could like go on these websites and register. And basically, it was like kind of like license-free music. Did you know that? Did you I use didn't those know that. I wish I'd known that. Um, I was yeah, fortunate was... enough to, <laughs> to have people <laughs> make music for me. But right. yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome. Especially so that's where that uh, yeah song came from. That that song came from one of those websites. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, it was always just some the intro drums and guitar. And right when someone started yelling, is mm-hmm. when we would fade into the show. So yes. no one ever got to hear. Like what that was, and I think one of our last shows, I think uh, Turbo played the whole song. And, I believe uh, that's true. Yeah. So that was that's on that thumb drive. Bunch of stuff, man. Craziness. Um, but I, I mailed that out, so I'm happy about that. I'm sure I'll get some feedback there. <laughs> um, otherwise, than that, Fred, you know, I'm still trucking along with the with the the Funko the Funko Pops. Mm. I slowed down on buying them. Right, so I haven't been going nuts, but I'm still doing my little Instagram page. I think I'm up to like 145 followers. There you go. That's which I like. That's awesome. Like that's um, some traction. I like it. I just posted a, a Twinkie the Kid Funko Pop. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no, no. Would you like me to Google it right now? Or oh wait, I, hold on. Why Google it, Fred? Wait, wait one second. Wait one second. Just in case any of the listeners are wondering, I, I absolutely was hoping this was where this was going to go. Hold on, because it, Fred, you know, <laughs> you know, I can't, listen, you know, I have to have the obscure Funko Pop. You know, I'm not Heck doing yeah. what everybody else does. So it was my camera. I'm not ready, Fred. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly <laughs> what you would expect Twinkie the Kid it, would be. It is It is a Twinkie that's dressed up like Billy the Kid. I love it. They got the, you well, know. Twinkie, Twinkie the Kid's old. He goes back to the 80s, even before the 80s, right? He used to be in the commercials. Oh, was he? Okay. I. They kind of did away with him because they would have Twinkie the Kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would have ho hos with like Indian feathers in them, and he'd be like lasso them and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and even so in the eighties, they were like, eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a commercial in the eighties where all the kids are playing on the playground, and Twinkie kids are like, "How do you think they get that filling in there? Do you remember that?" And the kids are like, "I think they, it's born in there." And one kid's like, "I think oh, they have a know, That sounds familiar. In there. Yeah. yeah, you can look that shit up. Uh, I got my. My Funko Pop today, Fred. Since we're doing it, mm-hmm. right? My camera's on, so I have yeah. a, a very special Funko Pop over here today. Oh boy! Again, I only if I see something really 
out there. I'm like, that's the Funko Pop I want, right? Mm-hmm. I could be like, I'd be like, hey, check this one out. It's Batman. <laughs> and we go, oh, wow, look at it. It's Batman. Hey, look, look at this one, guys. It's Baby Groot. Holy shit. Never <laughs> seen that before. Right? This, this Funko Pop. I see Pops. your point. I see what you're getting. Yeah, at. this yeah. Funko Pop set, like, it's like, oh, good. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Okay, ready? Yeah. Come on, this you won't. You're not gonna see this one coming, Fred. You ready? Yeah. It's oh Dolly my god! It's a Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. I love it. It's got the signature with the buffalo. And look, yeah, it has a Dolly Parton hologram sticker. Oh, I see that. Look at that! Wow. Yeah, that's a good Dolly Parton Funko Pop. I'll give it to you. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all, man. I love that so much. She's got a banjo. She does. She's got her arm, and she's got a little cleavage in there. I was going to say she cleavage. They did not. They did not skimp on some of her natural attributes. Um, no, no. She's not like but, busty, uh, right? She's still a Funko Pop, but like, yeah, she's a Funko Pop, but she's she's curvy. Yeah, she is. She's you know, the curvy. When I was a Funko Pops. When I was a kid, that was what Dolly Pot was known for. Yes. She she literally was curvier than like a fake Barbie doll. Like right. she had like a zero waist, giant hips. She'd be very popular nowadays if she mm-hmm. wasn't 95 years old. And um <laughs> well back in the 80s, man, she was like and she knew what she had. So Oh yes, she did. Every movie that she was in, she was she was popping those things out. And you and as a like a a young young kid, you were just like, oh my god, like what am I looking at? Like I <laughs> like, was I was young back then, and even I knew that. That's what I mean. Like you were young enough, but you were still like old enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were still like, there's something about that I like. Yeah, that was going on there. Yeah, it you was know? it was every it was everything. Yeah, um, and then when I was a teenager, there was a movie on cable, right back in the day when you had like HBO. They'd be like the movies of the month, right? Mm-hmm. Like every month you'd look up and they would have like a list of movies that were going to be on all month. And they'd be on all fucking month. You know right. what I mean? They'd be on like every day at seven. You'd watch the same movies on cable. And uh, we went on a pretty healthy um, rhinestone kick. Okay. <laughs> do you remember that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Pine? I do, Where she actually, turns them into yeah. a country singer. Like she makes a bet. That she could turn anybody into a country singer, and so Stallone's like, you so know, I've never seen driver. this movie, but I know I like I, I distinctly remember like the VHS box art. It is full of uh, goodness, right? <laughs> and Stallone at the end does a full country number, no dressed kidding. in like a bedazzled rhinestone, like onesie, like it's the old Elvis, and it's it's amazing. We watched that movie so many times, you know, so many. It's so bad that it's like good. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and even at that te- young teenage, you know, tender age, like there's a part where she's wearing like jeans and, you know, like a, a plaid shirt mm-hmm. that defies like it defies like how a person can get dressed. You're just like, how do you even put that? stuff on like <laughs> like it doesn't make sense how those jeans are on there um so anyways yeah i saw that dolly parton i was just sitting there and i was like i like that dolly parton 
I want that Dolly Parton again. Issues, Fred, with me wanting things because I'm going, oh, that's cool. I think uh-huh. that's the problem versus the Batman boring Funko Pop, whereas those are the ones people want and they, right. they're worth money, opposed to the obscure ones that I'm just like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like Twinkie the Kid here. I don't know what Twinkie the Kid's worth, but uh, I like it. But, you know, he's kind of damaged, though. His box is fucked up. So um, this was in that lot of the – the ones that oh, I got mm-hmm. where they're all fucking busted. So, you know, he would he would probably go up in a lot with some other busted up ones as like open box ones. Poor Twinkie the Kid, you know. Hey, but you liked them, so yeah, he was he was charming. They have all the hostess guys. You know, you can get a ring. You can get the hostess uh, king. Ding Dong, or the fuck they are, right? King Ding Dong, is that what he was? Remember they, I, they all had better characters? not call him King Ding Dong. That would that goes they, over rough. Look it up. They might have King Dong, <laughs> King Dong, because you know, kind of like the McDonald McDonald's crew hostess right. had a whole crew. You know that the cro- the chocodile, oh crocodile. It is King yeah. Ding Dong. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I know my shit, man. You do. I'm looking at the commercial right now. <laughs> Yeah, don't, uh, don't let your little kids talk to King Ding Dong. And, of course, third, the third thing is King Ding Dong Funko Pop for sale. Of <laughs> course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. It was a fruit pie guy, right? There's a fruit uh, pie. Oh, yeah. I know just had a bunch, pies. man. Yeah. Anyways. The Swiss uh, roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have a Swiss accent? Because that would be fucking sweet. <laughs> You know he does. No one <laughs> right. gave a fuck in the no give a fuck in the eighties. Again, I just told you they had fucking cupcakes with Indian feathers. Oh my on. god. Uh what is this? No, these are these are Asian themed, like there's a there's a matcha Swiss roll cake. A matcha? A, yeah, matcha. Which is like a uh what is that? Like that's like Matcha's like a certain type of ice cream that's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Matcha Swiss Roll Plush. Yeah, Thank from goodness. Funko. Well, She's non plus from- too by the whole circumstance. Like, uh, there's not a smile on that, on that. Well, and it's a Funko Plush. Funko's strengths are not plush. They should do their Funko Pops. Anyway. I was I trying to find a picture of the. I was trying to find a picture of Twinkie the Kid and then like him like lassoing like Indian cupcakes because <laughs> that's not offensive at all. You you know, yeah, I don't think I can find one. I swear I came across one the other day when I was looking up Twinkie the Kid. I was posting it. Uh, oh, I found a hot debate on um, Reddit of about- Swiss Roll versus Ho-Ho versus Yodels. There's a debate no one needs to be a part of. No. <laughs> oh. Type in. Here's why. They were ho-hos by hostess. Swiss rolls was little Debbie. Wow. Oh. Aha. Oh. So here's uh wait, I just found this. This is uh this is the picture that has uh <laughs> Indian guy. I'm looking at the 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 Ho-Ho Funko. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, there's the whole crew right there. Yeah. 
and it looks like a special needs girl jumping up in there. I don't know what she's supposed to be. Right? And there's a Robin Hood Yeah, I thing. don't know. There's a bunch going on in this, huh? Well, what is that girl doing on the end? What is that? Um, first of all, that wasn't right for me to say, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. That's the that's Susie first Q. glance. Okay. Uh, so, so Susie Q had a look to her. Yeah, she did. She went. Yeah, Wendy stole her look. Wendy from Wendy's. So who is it? Yeah. Chief. Chief Big Chief? Wheels. <laughs> Steven got the pom-pom things on his feet. Who is that Big Wheats? I don't know. There's a captain. Yeah, I see that. Captain Cupcake. There's a there's a lot going on. I never knew these guys existed. There's a happy ho-ho. Ho. There's Captain Cupcake. King Ding Dong. This is all kinds of inappropriate. This could never exist today. Yeah, it could exist today. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty good. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, you know, Chief Big Wheel. Yeah, it's a thing. What's a big wheel? A big wheel appears to be. Uh, it, that looks like a ding dong to me. That's exactly like the what foil, I was right? Yeah. Maybe. Right? Those maybe are... he upgraded to ding dong. Yeah, you want to see something even more fortunate than that Indian? Sure. That Indian fucking cupcake? Indian King Kong is this. This is even more unfortunate. There you go. That's even more unfortunate in life. Oh, my God. It's always better when it's a tattoo. <laughs> Someone got Twinkie the Kid tattoo. <laughs> they did. They well, did. All right. And felt the need and... to share it on the internet. Like... Like, I don't know if you still listen to Jeff Gerstmann's podcast, but he was talking about tattoos recently for video game stuff. And he was okay. like, what if I got a Way of the Warrior tattoo that has like that yin yang that's like red, white, and black. And I don't know if you remember, but I have that tattoo. I literally have that tattooed on my chest. From Way of the Warrior. You have that? I do. I absolutely do. So if anybody who's listening right now doesn't know what that is, just Google Way of the Warrior 3DO box art, and you'll see a skull with what I would call a triple yin-yang. It is a yin-yang that is black-white, but it's got a third part to it that's red, and it's bleeding on the other two. And blood and all, I have that straight up tattooed on my chest. I'm not lying. I swear to God. And um, I won at the Midwest Gaming Classic in 2012, I think it was. I won the stupidest tattoo contest. And the prize was to get made fun of. (laughs) Um, I have been brought up on stage for a comedy hour, like a stand-up act in Chicago, where they made fun of it. Um, And so when Jeff Gersman was talking about it, I was tempted to take a picture and send it to him and be like, yo, I've got this. And I was like, no. No, I know how no. this story ends in the past. Let's just yeah. not. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't have a lot of stupid tattoos all over my body. And actually, I like this tattoo. Okay. But no That's one really has counts. ever guessed it was a video game thing, right? The, some people yeah. have mixed opinions about the the idea of a yin-yang being balanced. And you've got this third one on there, right? Like it kind of fucks up the whole concept of a yin-yang. But... Uh, I've never mentioned that it was a video game tattoo other than at the Midwest Gaming Classic contest, and um, hmm. no one's ever asked. Um, when I'm at the pool 
people are just like, it's cool, you know, whatever. But well, yeah, I put I posted up a commercial. This is stuff oh, I would you. see after school. Almost exactly. This is the commercial I would see after school all the time. So. I've seen stuff like this. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think it's recording this on my recording. I hope not. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't hear it. But, well, yeah, but, but yeah, okay. But, yeah, yeah. And, again, that's that strikes me as, like, early 80s as opposed mm-hmm. to what I'm used to, like, what I recall yes. was later 80s. Um, yes. There's a lot more Street Sharks and uh, Ninja Turtles, but, yeah. Yes, no. No, I was in that early, early, <laughs> early, late 70s, early 80s shit. Yeah. Well, but I watched that Hanna-Barbera fucking Pac-Man cartoon. So, like, I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, 2D Zoo smoking cigarettes and shit. That was my era. <laughs> <laughs> I love So, <laughs> anyways, man, that, you know, that's pretty much what I've been up to. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. Um mm-hmm. So I've had a lot going on. Um, first things first, though, I want to mention that last week, and I didn't listen to the episode, but the last episode we did, 152, I was mm-hmm. straight up falling asleep. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. was, I was not drunk. Um, I had had, because uh, I, I actually foolishly trusted the nitro mm-hmm. coffee um, Guinnesses to keep me strong, right? To keep me awake, alert. Uh-huh. It did not happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> um, I was very sleepy. In fact, I got very sick right after our podcast trees. The next day I woke up with like a rip-roaring sore throat, which led into a massive head cold that made it very oh, hard yeah. to focus. Um, and that was like two weeks ago. Actually, because, you know, as we've talked about, we record on Sundays and then it doesn't come out till Friday. Um, but yeah, like two weeks ago, I had a rough week at work. It was hard to concentrate. Ugh. And my job is very much about like problem solving. So and writing like rule logic. And so right. like that's that's a not a good place to be <laughs> when you feel right. that way. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I don't know if it was a combination of the cold or I tend to get very little sleep on the weekends. I'm trying to milk them for everything I can. So I go to bed at like two in the morning, but then my body wakes me up at like 730, right? Like, so I don't get enough sleep. Um, and so I have a tendency to crash, not on Sundays, usually Mondays. And on Mondays, I'll crash at like 930 and sleep straight through to like nine the next morning um, if I don't have to take my daughter to school. Um, not nine, eight, eight, but yeah, anyway. Um, so lesson learned. Um, but yes, I remember times where I was talking in that episode where I would be talking and then I would lose track of what I was saying, but realize that my brain kept talking and then I would like come (laughs) to, and I think there's a, there's a one or two moments where you can tell where like, I suddenly realize I don't know what I've just been saying. And so that's what it is. So I was like, okay, don't need to do that. Alcohol, in my opinion, was not the culprit in that case, but I definitely need to get enough sleep. So I did get enough sleep last night. I slept a a solid eight. Um, Good. So so hopefully that helps us. Although I'm also not drinking tonight. Uh, Tonight I'm having a energy drink, but yeah. I have some Mountain Dews with me. 
on ice. I have a C4 Smart Energy. I'd never had it before. Okay. They had a peach mango flavor that seemed good. And they keep Tough telling smart. me how it's a healthy energy drink. Because, you know, those two words go together. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, about, I'd say I'm about two-thirds of the way through. But trees... I do have a story. As much as I wanted to bring it to the show, time passed and we had to miss for a, a unfortunate funeral, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, positive story to a negative circumstance. Um, but, uh, and actually I'll, I'll start there, but this story includes me finally getting to try one of those Mountain Dew seltzers. In fact, I got to try all the flavors. Oh, the yeah. boozy ones? The what? booze ones. The boozy ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the 5% alcohol seltzer. So, oh. so my um, my wife's aunt, who we were close to um, on her mom's side, unfortunately passed. It was not sudden. She was um, struggling with cancer, stage four. So we knew, um, just in case people don't know, uh, it's always important to keep fighting and have a positive outlook. But stage four is not the stage you want to have when you're when you get diagnosed with cancer, I'll just keep it there. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, stay positive. And she did, I will say. Um, and they gave her three months to live. And that was like a year-ish ago. And she was like, screw that. And we did a huge celebration last summer where we all went out there. I think I might've talked about it on the show, but I can't remember where we all went out there and we all celebrated out there and saw the whole family and the whole family got together and we did this huge party for her out on um, uh, my uncle's farm. Well, Julie's uncle's farm. And it was wonderful. And then she proceeded to live pretty much a year um, when they thought she didn't have, but like probably a couple weeks after that or a couple or a month. Um, Mm. So I do like to see her defy the odds. Um, And she was happy and healthy at the time. I remember Julie and I talking about that like the weekend before because we talked to her on the phone and then she passed in her sleep while her daughters happened to be there. She had daughters who were in town um, because some of her daughters live out of town and they were all in town and staying with her um, by her bed and she passed in her sleep. So she did pass, I would say, peacefully in her sleep. So it's a positive thing. Um, even though, um, she was taken from us, she was the, um, she was the party animal, but not like having her own party. She was more of like, if you came to a family gathering and you were in a negative mood, she would make sure you Mm -hmm. ended up in a positive mood. So she wasn't like, you know, like there's always like uncle Tim or something. I'm sorry if somebody out there has an uncle Tim that I'm actually describing, but like, it's not like uncle Tim where like uncle Tim's got his own, you know, joint or bottle of whiskey and he's making his own fun in the corner like it wasn't that she was the one who made gatherings fun if people were not having fun she was the fun Mm -hmm. aunt so there was that anyway so she passed suddenly on friday last so when our last episode came out when 152 came out and julie told me on thursday night so it was probably it was the night before And Julie told me, and I was like, oh, that's really unfortunate. And I went to bed like a fool, thinking nothing of it. And then Julie comes home Friday night, and she goes, we need to go to Omaha tomorrow. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we packed up the car, and we drove out there. Um, And on the way, we stopped at just a random – Casey's is a, like – 
chain of gas stations around here. Mm-hmm. And they, they're known for their pizza. I do not eat gas station pizza, so I can't speak for it, but they are known for it. And we walk into the Casey's uh, to use the bathroom, and I was going to grab, like, I think a cup of coffee or something, and they had them there. And they aren't cheap. I think a 12-pack was 20 bucks. So oh, okay. Julie said seltzers are a little more expensive than I'm used to, so maybe that's the other problem, because I don't buy seltzers very often. But I don't know if that's normal or not. But a 12-pack was 20 bucks. You get four flavors, three cans of each, and so we grabbed it. Um, and... Uh, so the flavors are regular Mountain Dew, which does taste like regular Mountain Dew. There's Baja wow. Blast, which does mm-hmm. taste like Baja Blast, but it's a little closer to the Baja Blast Zero from Taco Bell, which a lot of people don't like, but I bet alcohol like kind of smooths over that. Um, right. They had a black cherry, which I thought was going to be my favorite, and it was actually probably my least favorite of the group. I really wanted it to be a Code Red derivative, and it wasn't. Um, but I really mm. like cherry soda. Like diet cherry soda is my jam. And so I was surprised I didn't like it more than I did. And then the last one, which surprised me, was the watermelon, right? Which is kind of like major melon, but, you know. And right, I right, did right. not like major melon zero, but I did like this one. This one was a decent watermelon seltzer. So in the end, I am pleased to report that by and large, they were all good. They hit me harder than I expected, too. Yeah. Like, I remember having two one night. Julie was coming home. This is probably like a Friday night or a Saturday night because we bought them while we were on that trip, but we didn't drink them on that trip. We just threw them in the trunk. Um, okay. And then later on, I think it was it was probably that same weekend because we did the Omaha trip in a single day. So it must have been that oh. Sunday. So Julie got up and went to work that Sunday, last Sunday. No, she didn't work. No, maybe she did. I don't remember. She either worked or didn't. But for some reason, Julie came back home on a kick to watch Lord of the Rings. I think she did work. Anyway, she comes home and she goes, let's watch Lord of the Rings. And I was like, okay. Um, The extended cuts too. She's really committing. And um, I had had, before she got home, I had been playing Far Cry, which I'll be talking about, um, and drinking those seltzers. And I had two of them. And I was like, ooh, I can't wait to have my next seltzer, you know, while we're watching the movie. And then I was like, you know, I'm really buzzed. I think I'm good. And I ended up not drinking anymore that night. So for me, if two seltzers, two 5%, they're 5%. If two 5% seltzers can do me in for the night, that usually means they're pretty potent, um, which just Mm. means, but I haven't drank seltzers. So Julie thinks that was the bigger factor was that I just don't drink seltzers very often. But, But yeah, all in all. Positive experience. They were in Missouri. They were not in Nebraska, and they were not in Kansas yet. Um, They're so, still not here. Yeah, Massachusetts is still not here. So. <clears throat> Trees. They also had them in the big cans. You could buy like a twenty-four ounce can. Oh, right? okay. Like a, <laughs> put it in a paper bag, um, and those were like five bucks. Like it's not cheap. Mountain Dew knows what they're doing. And the girl at the Casey's was like, oh, we've been selling these like crazy. She goes, people don't care. People come in and see them buy yeah. like five of them. <laughs> and I was like, like not five cans, like five cases. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. She goes, yeah, we had a ton. And now we're down to our last, you know, group of them. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but yeah. So I finally got to try Mountain Dew. Um, <clears throat> but we had it out there. We got to see everyone um, last weekend. It was it was not for the funeral or anything. It was just to go see the family. And it was good to see everyone. 
but we kind of packed it into a pretty busy day, right? Like it takes us about three hours to get to Omaha. So we left at like nine in the morning and then, um, uh, went and saw everybody for a gathering that started at one and we stayed till about six or seven and then headed back. I think it was seven o'clock and we started heading back same day. And, um, on the way back trees, and this is why we didn't do an episode last week. Uh, on the way back on Saturday, um, I'm just driving along. We are near St. Joseph, Missouri. We're just outside of it in a little town called Oregon, Missouri. And uh, I'm just cruising along the cruise control and boom, it starts. The car just suddenly, the check engine light starts blinking. The cruise control oh. deactivates and oh. um, it is reducing speed. Oh, it's the worst. And I was like, oh, okay. But it wasn't like smoking or making any sounds or anything. Right. And so I was like, okay. So we're on I-29, which is a major interstate. And this is just human behavior, but I want to share this story just in case other people do this. Our gut instinct was to get off at the next exit. That is not what you should do, for the record. But it's what we did. (laughs) And next thing you know, there I am standing in a, or parked in a ditch on the side of a country road where there are no streetlights at 10 o'clock at night off of I-29. And it is, mind you, last Sunday was Easter. (laughs) So it was the Saturday night before Easter. (laughs) We call our roadside assistance. We ask for a tow truck. And we don't hear anything for like 40 minutes. By this point, Autumn's a little nervous because we're on the side of the road with no lights, with our flashers just blinking, right? And occasionally a pickup truck passes us. And it's dark, right? And she goes, what's going to happen? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) Now, fortunately, Julie's parents were driving home from the same gathering at the same time. And they drive drive slower than us because they follow the speed limit. So we did call them and they were going to come join us. But we still had to wait for the tow truck, right? And we didn't even know where we were going to tow it. Because St. Joseph, Missouri was 30 miles away. And... The tow that the roadside assistance gets you, I think, is like five or ten miles. And so we weren't going to get that far. And so we looked and there was a garage in Oregon, Missouri, about five miles away. So we could tow it there. But like, where do you leave it? Do they have a night box? It definitely wasn't 24-7. It's, again, Easter. Does the tow truck need us to be there? Yes, they do. This and that. So it was just a bad circumstance. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And um, Yeah, it is. And so we waited 40 minutes and then Julie called back the roadside and they were like, yeah, we're trying. We can't get anyone to answer we're us. Tr- we tried. Yeah. Doing our best. She Doing goes, there's best someone assigned to it. I can tell you their name and their number, but they're just trying to find a tow truck. And you can see where they like documented where they're trying to find it. Like they called people they've contracted with, but you know how that works, right? With like state farm and triple a and all that stuff like they just have a group of local places and it's the saturday before easter at 10 o'clock at night right like maybe nobody in the area was towing at that time you know like i don't know i think it's totally possible everybody i do love that like my mom and to a certain extent julie's parents and even julie were like well that's not possible and i was like oh it's very possible no, no, no. There's, it's impossible that there would be just no tow truck that can tow us tonight. No, 
No, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, of course so, it can be. So then I was like, okay, let's do the abandonment thing, right? We are about, <laughs> we're about, I would say we're about 85 miles from our home. Yeah. Yeah, 85 miles Jesus from our home. Christ. And I was like, so we could leave the car at the side of the road, turn off the blinkers, but we got to call the local PD and let them know we're doing this, right? And tell them. So I look up the Oregon PD, call their non-emergency line. No one picks up. Five minutes, no one picked up. My apologies to anyone out there in Oregon, Missouri. I'm not saying they weren't working. I'm saying they weren't available at the non-emergency line to pick up. I said, Jules... We're in trouble. This is not good. I don't know what to do. So what I did know was even though the car was decelerating, it was drivable, like ish, right? I just didn't know what kind of risk we were taking. So I started the car back up and I said, all right, let's see if we can drive to this garage that's five miles away. Because believe it or not, for being out in the rural Missouri, like it had very positive and multiples, like hundreds of positive Google reviews. (laughs) So I was like, go. okay. They said he's great. I was like, all right. So we started driving. And what I noticed was whenever the car would get over 2000 RPM, which meant that like if I accelerated too fast, right. it would waver and wobble and like act weird. But if I stayed under that and accelerated extremely slowly, it would drive normal. So we got up to 45 miles an hour and I just drove it to the garage. We found the garage. No problem. It was five miles away. We pull up there. Uh, first of all, it was not concrete, the parking lot, which is fine. No judgments there. It didn't surprise me, but I was like, okay. Second of all, it, it did not have like an open close sign. There was just a piece of paper that said closed on it that was taped to the door. And there was a like shutter down over it. I also saw oh. that he is also the gun dealer for the town, okay. which only matters because of what happens next he doesn't have a and it is a gentleman's name that's why i'm saying he um but they weren't there doesn't surprise me um they didn't have a night drop box and i started wandering around the property trying to find it and i said what am i doing this person is a gun salesman they obviously can protect themselves. The last thing I want to be is the guy in the dark wandering off around their property where it is private property. Mm. And so I came back and at that time, Julie's dad was like, I don't know that we want to leave this car here if we, unless we absolutely have to. Right. And I said, yeah, in hindsight, the best place to have left this car is I-29 and calling the state troopers office and telling them we're leaving the car. And I said, and I think that's what we should do right now. But I noticed it drove pretty fine. We looked it up. St. Joseph, Missouri, bigger town, population of like 80,000. There was not only a Hyundai dealership, but it was the same chain we bought from. Like it was literally the Kansas City owners. And I was like, okay, it's 30 miles, but maybe we can make it. So I start the car up, do the slow acceleration. We were able to get up to 55 without any problems. I turned the blinkers on and I said, and if the car blows up or dies or whatever, it was Julie's car, which doesn't mean that I'm fine with it blowing up, but it, Julie's car is a lot more miles than mine does. She's nearing hundred thousand miles. I was like, and I, I was like, it seemed to be a shifting thing. So I was like, well, if the transmission's the problem, it's still covered under the hundred thousand mile warranty. I was like, let's just go on this, you know, let's see where we go. 
to fast forward through the story, it takes us like an hour, but we get there and we do park at a beautifully lit, massive uh, Hyundai lot out there. They had a drop box and everything. And um, we left the car there. And um, this sto- the story of what happened is actually pretty boring because uh, obviously they couldn't look at it Sunday. Um, and we're a little closer to town, right? Like we're about like 70 miles away from our house now. So that's a little closer. Um, eh, maybe even 60 miles. But anyway, um, they call us Monday. And they're like, yeah, we got your car. We'll take a look at it. They look at it and they're like, yeah, what happened was the, whether it was true or not, it detected a knock in the engine and it has, it's supposed to turn on the check engine light and let you drive it. But there was a defect where it just switches into a non-drivable mode. And so that was the car intentionally wavering at 2000 RPMs, not the car having any problems. It was intentionally doing that because it was in a safe drive mode because it didn't want to drive because there was a knock in the engine. So we have updated your computer so that it won't do that again. And we have done all the diagnostics and it was all covered under the, the recall warranty. Um, And they're like, and your car is great. So we didn't have to pay anything for it. And Julie and her dad went out there on Monday. She wasn't working. So she got to go out there, get the car, and even had lunch out there. So, you know, that worked for them. Um, yeah, so, so the car is fine. Um, I like it. So all that was going on. Plus, I forget what happened last Sunday. Something happened last Sunday that was in addition to all that. And I won't get into it because I can't remember it and this has gone on too long enough anyway. Um, <laughs> but that's where I was like, I, I just can't. There's just no, I, I'm not going to be able to do the show. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there was all that. Um, and then we had to go back to Omaha this weekend for the funeral. And so that was on Friday. So Friday I took off work and we headed up there and um, we did the ceremony, um, which was a great ceremony. It was a, it, she was military, so we got both the military and the religious part of the ceremony. So, and I'm always moved by those religious burial things. I know it's really popular nowadays to really dog on the military and this and that. But um, while you may feel that way, I think our veterans are important people, and the way they do that military, you know ceremony where they fold up a flag and play taps and all that stuff. Like, I think that's, that's moving to me. Like, I think that's, that's cool. And and I think that's, you know, very um, respectful. And so mm-hmm. that was, that was very positive. Um, and then we went to a venue that she had picked out. She had planned all of this before her death um, where she had open food, open bar, and I got to have, we got to have barbecue and drinks and everything. And we did stay in town that night. <laughs> we stayed at a hotel. <laughs> so, um, okay. we had planned this. Um, so we had a good time. Um, I did stay more good than most people. Like I knew I was going to drive. And so I stayed relatively sober. Um, I had no more than one, a- an hour and then stopped after a while. Um, but I over ate a lot of barbecue, um, I will say that. And then they did an after party at a cousin's house. So we went over there and Julie and her brother got lit up like little Christmas trees. They, they were good and tankered. Um, and so then when we were leaving, they were like, oh, we need to find a local burrito place, right? And get some food. And 
I actually was hungry and I was like down for that, right? Like I wasn't drunk, but like I wanted some food. So we ended up going and getting burritos, which was dope. And then we um, spent the night at the at the uh, hotel and Julie's brother had come with us, but he didn't get his own hotel room. And I think he was either going to crash with the parents or us, but he chose to crash with us and we had a, a mattress for him. And so we popped that up, but he's usually warm. You know, those people in your family that like, you know, the warm people who they're always saying it's too hot in this room and this and that. Yeah. I thought we were good because I I don't know if you're aware of this, but drunk people and you, I I don't think your wife drinks much, if at all. So you have the fortunate luxury of not knowing what it's like when you're both drunk and going to bed and you both are generating heat. But... um, (laughs) So now imagine a third person in the room. Now, I hadn't drank as much, so that helped a little. But I was like, okay. So I turned the air on, like, nice and cold, right? And I was like, okay, this will be fine. Even though everyone's generating heat, we'll be fine. Well, Julie's brother, I guess, got really cold in the night. And so he turned off the air and um, turned the thermostat up to, like, 72. Oh, God. So I woke up in the middle of the night. And I wasn't sweating. For some reason, my body did not choose to sweat. Um, And Autumn's in the bed with us, too. We were a king-size bed, but, like, we weren't cramped or anything. But, like, there's a lot of people in the room, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, hot. And I remember going, oh, God, did I overdo it? And I had a really great – they did a breakfast burrito trees. So I had, like, a – and we we didn't do this that late. Like, the day was long. So, like, this was, like, we got burritos at, like, 1030 at night. But I had a breakfast burrito that had chorizo and eggs and cheese and stuff. It was great. Um, and I woke up and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to throw up. And I was like, God damn it. I don't want to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. And I did that thing where I went to the, bad, to the bathroom and I almost threw up. And then I was like, wait a minute. I feel better, though, when I'm like in the bathroom. And I realized like it was the cold floor. And I was like, am I just overheated? And so um, I always do this whenever, I think I've told you this, when I go to a hotel room, I always buy a gallon of water and just stick it in the fridge. So it's just there. Mm -hmm. Because you never want to not want water and you never know if you can trust the tap water at (laughs) at a hotel. And so I did that thing where you like just dunk your head, hair and all like under cold water Mm -hmm. and like dried off and then went into the fridge and just pounded like, probably like 16 ounces of water. And I, I immediately, the nausea went away and I laid in bed and felt really comfortable. And so that's all it was. Um, but yeah, so anyway, for the most part though, we slept fine. And then I woke up like, I knew I was fine because like, I woke up like hungry again and I went down and I fucked up that continental breakfast, man. Like, it wasn't even continental. They made omelets and stuff like that. But I, I oh, had yeah. I had a lot of food. Um, so then, but yeah, so then we came back home. And then, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. But it was a very positive celebration. And it was good to be out there. Oh, I also went retro game shopping out in Omaha while I was there um, before that's we fun. left town. And, um, you know, I don't think there's anything I want anymore. We went to a couple places you- that had excellent selection do you know what's funny that yeah. you say that you know <clears throat> i don't go to the stores but i'll still go to like ebay or retro sites mm-hmm. and look and i just i f- pause at the search because i'm just like 
I don't know. I don't like you. I just don't. I'm not looking for anything like mm-hmm. I was when I was doing all my Genesis stuff. And for whatever reason, I don't know. Seeing seeing stuff isn't doing it for me. Retro games lately. I got you. <laughs> like it just yeah. There's just nothing that's like woo. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have I, that. I don't know what it is. And they had some good stuff actually. Trees. Uh, they they were selling. There was this one place that was selling Saturn and Sega CD games and had a good selection for pretty damn respectable prices. Like, just to, like, spitball a couple of them. um, Like, I always judge it based off of the really common stuff. Like, they were selling Mm -hmm. copies of, like, Sewer Shark disc only for, like, eight bucks. And they had, like, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park for, like, 15. And they had... Mm -hmm. They, they didn't have any of the heavy, heavy hitters on Sega CD, but they had some of the more rare ones. Like, they had Time Gal for, like, 30 bucks, and they had, like, okay. um, Night Trap for, like, 25 right? And and these were the long box versions, you know? Um, it was the Night Trap, the blue Sega CD one, which is actually more rare, but, like, less sought after than the, the red box original version. Um, but, you know, they had that stuff. Um, and then on the Saturn, same thing. Like they had Resident Evil for 50 bucks. I don't think I've ever seen it that cheap. Like maybe it was 70, 50, 70 bucks. Right. They had like Die Hard Arcade for about that price. They had, um, Rayman on the PlayStation okay. one, I think for like 60 bucks. So again, these aren't like you tricked someone at a swap meet, like to sell them mm-hmm. to you, but they're also very good prices for what they are. Um, they had, uh, they had like a sign up that all their 360 and PS3 games were 10 bucks a piece, like, and they just had a mix of stuff. Um, I was actually a little pissed cause they had a complete inbox ver- copy of bullet, Witch. you ever, pl- you ever heard of bullet, Witch or played bullet, Witch? it was an early um, 360 game. I know the name. Yeah. And I've always wanted to play it. But um, mm-hmm. it's worth like 40 or 50 bucks. And that's usually what they sell them for complete online. And I'm like, I'd heard this game's like a very B tier game. So I'm not going to pay that much for it if I've never played it. Like, I don't know if I'll like it. Um, and I recently found a copy that was on eBay for, it was like nine bucks or something free shipping. And I got it. It was a disc only copy. And so it was just bad timing because I went there and they had a complete version for like 15 bucks. And I was like, oh, fuck. Wish I hadn't bought that. Um, but yeah, just nothing caught my eye. There was one other thing that still to this moment catches my eye. There was a second shop, which was a very cool shop. They didn't have a great selection, but they were a fantastic shop and the owners were great. They had a boxed Sega Saturn where it had been used so little that the Saturn and everything was still in like their baggies. Like the things come in. Um, Mm -hmm. but the Saturn had been opened, but they're not sure if it had been played much and it came with Sega rally. It was the Sega rally bundle and they had lost the disc of Sega rally, but they showed me the thing because the box was there and all the instructions and all the styrofoam and all the plastic and everything and everything was pretty much still wrapped up and they tested it, but they were like, this thing has like no use. And you could tell this Saturn was like untouched. It had not seen and much action, if any. And mm. they had that whole bundle for like, I think it was 300, which is actually not bad because a, 
a Saturn, like a used working Saturn will probably run you 200. So to have one with like low miles, as I would put it, like that's probably a pretty good deal if you wanted it. I've got two Saturns, so I don't need a third, but um, it was tempting. I'd love to have one in that shape, um, but I don't need one. Right. But yeah, so I did some some retro shopping and stuff, but yeah, but that's uh, that's about it. And then the last thing I want to mention is, and that is what we did right before we went to Omaha last Friday, which was we went and saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. I also went and seen that's something I forgot I did, but I I too went with my son uh, Wednesday Wednesday night I believe I went. There you go. And um, <laughs> do you know what? I think I mentioned it on uh, Question for Trees, actually. Okay, I um, full disclosure. I downloaded why. it. I have not gotten a chance to listen to it. I'll but that's why I know. I was like, I know. I talked about. Did I talk about it? That's right. I did talk about it to myself. My fucking car. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I did too. I thought it was just fun. It was a fun movie. It was. You know, it was. It was. It was. Uh, you didn't have to think, right? Mm-hmm. It was on a level that me and my six-year-old kid could just sit there and smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I believe on the show, on my when I talked about it on Questions for Trees, I said, um, I believe, it, can we officially get rid of the internet now? Like, can we just cancel right? it and yeah. all agree that it's not good for anybody? And that the people that live on the internet are just just horrible people. Like the amount of fuss leading up to this movie mm-hmm. from grown fucking men, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. Like I was in not a sold out right because I went on a Wednesday night, so it wasn't the first weekend, and so it wasn't a sold out theater. But it was it was a crowded theater. Mm-hmm. There was not one kid unhappy kid in that theater i would agree same the, thing the, for the me. kids yeah. had the kids had a fucking ball like the kids were laughing mm-hmm. out loud they would they were and and i dare say there wasn't any adults in there not smiling either yeah i was gonna say fuck the kids like <laughs> i was having a blast and so <laughs> and so to see uh people critiquing the movie especially like "Quote unquote critics that are fucking. Mm-hmm. Lit, I I don't understand how there is a thing called a critic now after the last ten years of them being completely opposite of what people like, like. out of touch with with yeah like, yeah I like I don't audiences I yeah. just I just don't understand so I'm just like yeah I'm like that movie was. Perfect. And I, and I was trying to explain to my wife, I'm like, it was what I remember a true family movie being, mm-hmm. as in, you know, no, you know, agenda sounds strong, right? Mm-hmm. It, that sounds heavy handed because I, I kind of don't mean, but there was kind of no message in that movie except for <laughs> I love my brother. And yeah. I got to save them. Yep. Yeah. That's it. It was nothing else. Right. Yep. It, it was like, and, and so like, I think critics and people that have been glomming onto 
agendas or whatever you want to call it over the last 20 years, they didn't know what to do with themselves. (laughs) Like John Leguizamo tried, right? Yep. Wizards of Diversity. I was like, shut the fuck up. You're not Italian. Shut up. Weren't you in the original one? Shut up, stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody tried their best. And everybody's like, just shut up. And don't you guys know how to eat popcorn and be happy? Like, be quiet. Um, So that's what I I really loved about that movie. And I'm just – and listen, I have gone to some – Heavy-handed, eye-rolly kids' movies lately, mm-hmm. right? I've I've been the, you know, I've been the Strange World in Buzz, <laughs> Buzz oh, Light, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I've been to a few that's just like I don't understand what I'm watching anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that this was, <laughs> it's, it's not relatable to my kid or me. Like, what's going on? It's not really it's, well, and, you know. Yeah, so, and, and watching the internet, the two things that I loved was watching the internet. Um, first of all, people critiquing it, especially uh, video game uh, journos, uh, critiquing it only at, like and saying like, oh, that was a pretty shitty movie, only to turn around and, and literally these same individuals had to report on how much money it made shortly after <laughs> yeah. for their website. I found that to be extremely amusing. Um, yeah, I seen, I seen a report today that said, uh-oh, Super Mario Brothers fell off. 44 percent this weekend they're like uh-huh. uh yeah it still made uh 300 million it yeah. just fell off from the fucking 500 million it made last weekend right. dope or whatever it was <laughs> whatever numb and the weird thing is is like why are you why are you trying to dog it like i don't understand like what's the goal there yeah in a bad this is a good cool movie well, and and the other one that I found amusing was um, all of the people, and again, it's Twitter, so it's a subsect of weird fuckos, uh-huh. but like all the people on Twitter wondering why there were all these kids in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. wait, oh, I love that. Who the fuck invited all these kids to the Mario premiere? Are you kidding? A Nintendo yeah. fuck face. <laughs> That's who, the people that buy their games. Don't you hate it? children? There, there were a couple of guys yeah. at, at our movie that were like, oh, oh, I'm just trying to enjoy the Mario. And there's all these kids here. And I'm like, they're not paying you any mind. Please don't pay them any mind. Like, yeah. Um, no, I, I thought it was joyous. Me and my yeah, ours. There. I mean, ours was. I I didn't pay those people much attention, but there were definitely no. a couple of nerds who were like really pissed off that the kids were present at their movie. Um, but and uh, the two other things was when we got out, Julie was like, "That fucking Peaches song, that was really good." And I've seen that like they've put it into the marketing and everything. Like it's obviously taking off. Yes. But my wife was they made really a video for it. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, the other one was. Um, I was like, Seth Rogen was was not kidding. That's just him. You can even hear him wheezing at certain parts. <laughs> like he's got this no, weird, it's... like he's got this weird, like pot smoker weaves wheeze yes. these days. And like it's in the movie. <laughs> like it's all I, there. I told my wife, I was like, Yeah, Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong. She was like, Yeah. I go, Yeah, he was doing Seth Rogen. Yeah. I go, yeah, he was. And she goes, Oh, yeah. And I go, yeah, yeah, they know what they got at yeah. this point with yeah. Seth Rogen. Like, they made fun of it. And I don't know if you've seen Chip and Deal, Dale, the Chip and Dale movie no, on Disney+. No, you Plus. told me to see that, and I've been meaning to. I yeah, to that movie's it. fucking brilliant. <laughs> and he's in there. Like, he uh-huh. plays like a um, 
like a CG dwarf that's supposed to be like early CG. So it's like (laughs) he stares in the nowhere when he talks. He's a little glitchy looking. Uh, And there's a point where he's at a a Comic-Con convention with all the other old cartoons. (laughs) Like their version of a Comic-Con is like old cartoons from the 80s and shit that, you know, are there. And uh, he gets tackled, right? (laughs) And he looks up and they have all the cartoons that Seth Rogen has done. (laughs) Right, they have Mantis yeah. from uh, whatever, and they have um, Timon, uh-huh. you know, the Puma, Puma from the New Lion Puma King, from the New Lion King, yeah. um, the Slime from that Aliens, <laughs> yeah, from- whatever. But they all, they're all looking down at him like, "Are you okay?" And then all of them start doing the laugh. <laughs> they know, like it's the the yeah. ultimate Seth Rogen joke, and it's oh, like, yeah. and that's what he did with Donkey Kong. He was great too. It was yeah. great. It worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie worked. You know, I'm, movie I hear people work. going. I even dug, I hear people saying there's no plot, but I'm like, plenty of plot. Oh yeah, and I dug the awkward, you know. the awkward looking Peach. Like she had this long face, but like she worked. Really, I didn't notice. Yeah, I felt that way. I I might be on my own, but she worked. Anya Taylor Joy did a fantastic job voicing her. Um, and mm. I like what they did with her character, right? She is hardly the princess that needs saving, and they make that very clear. Um, right, right, right. And it was just all in all fun. I, I, I forgot that Key was fucking... Um, you did a good job, too. Yeah, was fucking Toad. Julia was like, who? And I'm like, Key from like Key and Peel, Mr. <laughs> Garvey? <laughs> well, what was funny was in the trailers, right? Everybody was worried about Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I was worried about Toad. When he had his little part, I'm like, I don't know if I can listen yeah. to that yeah. <laughs> for an hour and a half. But he was he was great, and uh, yeah, I like Peach. Charlie and Day I had a revelation. Luigi, he was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, something got revealed to me about Princess Peach that I never noticed mm-hmm. until Bowser sang it, and he said her hot shaped bangs, and then I oh. couldn't <laughs> unsee it. Yep, I had never noticed it in my life. Oh yeah. That I could not unsee it. I don't know and if that's newer, but uh, it definitely I was don't know. Movie, but yeah. I need to go look I now forget if that's Mario Odyssey 64 or, or even newer than that, but yeah. Um, and Elephant in the Room, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, Chris Pratt was fine. He was. He was. It absolutely – the way they set up the, the, the lack of accents was, mm-hmm. I thought, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Hilarious. I was dying right out the gate when they did the commercial and stuff. I'm yep. like, oh, that's funny. I go, everybody can get fucked. It was like the old 90s Mario Brothers rap. It was great. Yeah. Um, we got to, yeah. So I'm with you. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was. It was good. And uh, that's a steel book buy, right? That, is that a Blue uh, K? No, Blu-ray, I didn't. 4K uh, steel so, book buy when that comes out? Uh, I don't like the steel book. It's all black with just a mushroom on it. That's. Oh, not- they already have a steel book. What? They already have a steel book coming yes. out for it. So the steel book sold out before the movie released. I was only joking. Yeah, I know, I know you are. <laughs> um, and Walmart's got a lenticular one with like a star on it or something, and that was the Blu-ray version, but not the 4K. And mm. the 4K Blu-ray, Disney is already like you or Disney, sorry, Illumination and Nintendo are already prepped to just watch this move, like to get the discs into every household. This is something Disney would do a lot. Uh, The 4K is like 25 bucks, like, 
or something or 30 bucks, which is still lower for MSRP. Usually they MSRP at 40. That's not what they sell them for. But that's what they start at for 4K. And the okay. MSRP for the 4K is like 25 or 30. So they're already going low on the price because they want to see many move. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just wait till it comes out and buy the standard version. The Steelbook, I didn't want to pay. I think Best Buy wanted 30 for it. And again, it's mm-hmm. all black with just the standard mushroom on it. And I was like, that's oh. a bad Steelbook. Like, uh, they made Lame. a bad choice. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll definitely want that movie when it comes out. Um, but I tend to so, wait on 4Ks. I tend to wait until the, they drop down. The level of the level of Easter egg. And, and you know what? I told my wife, I was like, they're not even Easter eggs. They're right there. They're not mm-hmm. hidden things. Yes. They're just too many to see with your human the eyes. References. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just too many. I'm like, it was it was overwhelming. I said, you know, I go, but it was um it was from the music that they mixed in there to mm-hmm. everything. And my my son constantly was leaning over and tugging on my sleeve and hey, that's that. Hey, that's that. you know, it was great. It really was awesome. I we had a great time at that movie. So good on them. I'm glad it's making a ton of money. Yeah, I agree. And and that, you know, the more it makes, you know, I know this is gonna break all those critics' hearts, but that means we'll probably get another one. Um well, there's some uh, end credit scenes, you know? Yeah, there were. There were. We we know where we can go next. Um mm-hmm. Uh, the last part is trees. I am officially getting into my forties and old mode because we went to a Mexican restaurant uh-huh. beforehand. I had a wonderful combination of food. Okay. And I passed the fuck out for like five minutes before Julie poked me awake in that movie. This is becoming common. I am finding myself falling asleep if I have like a huge meal. No alcohol even. Just a huge meal and then go into the recliner seats in the dark, especially if it was like like this was, where it was like Friday where I'd gotten up and had a full day of work and stuff too. I I, I don't know if I can stay awake anymore. <laughs> it's not Poor a condemnation baby. on the movie. I'm glad she woke me back up, but like yeah, and I stayed up for the rest of it. But like yeah. I mean I I do like people younger than me. Mm-hmm. Telling me that they're old now, I do enjoy that. Makes well, no, 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 it's something for me because I don't think you've ever had trouble staying awake in a theater. But maybe you don't go after no, I days ne- of I, work. But no, I don't. And and uh, no, I'm pretty good with staying awake in a movie. I'm usually pretty engaged with what I'm doing. I usually am, but lately, yeah, like I mean, they got reclining seats now and shit. It's well, tough. yeah. If I work a full day's work. And then go out to eat, which is exactly what we do. And then get into a dark theater and recline out. Like, yeah, it's tough to stay awake. I can see that. I did for Dungeons and Dragons, so I can't tell you why I didn't for Mario. That's the other thing. Like, I can't tell why. My wife acts like it's like me, like the filmmakers are in the fucking audience and they're going to see me sleeping and like I'm going to offend people. Because I was like, if I fell asleep, though, and slept through that whole fucking thing, like, who cares? Like, who no one even knows like right <laughs> so i get it but like yeah she was a little too concerned about me sleeping but i'm glad she woke me up because i i would have been upset if i had missed that and i definitely would have had to go back the next day so maybe that's oh, yeah. her concern she's like oh he'll fucking drag me back to the movies um <clears throat> but yeah so figured i'd wrap up with that but uh 
But yeah, mm. well, I mean, if you're ready for it, unless, uh, I guess we could ask, do you want to take a break or do you want to go straight into uh, it? Oh, we can go into it. All right. I'm still all right. All right, me too. So with that, what have you been playing? Uh, a bunch of shit, Fred. All right. Bunch of or shit. Or like actual shit. Yeah, actual shit. Oh, no. Um, you know what? No, I will glance over stuff I've been just the same stuff I've been playing, right? Fortnite, same. Uh, Attack on Titan guys out. You get them, do some missions, get that guy. Okay. Um, we, me and my son have not been playing a lot of it. Believe it or not, we are not on track like we were before. We are behind. We were kitten sitting for a week last week. Oh. So my son was very preoccupied with a kitten in the house. Uh, a friend of my daughter's had a kitten, and they were on vacation. So we ba- we watched the kitten. The kitten stayed up in my daughter's room uh, because my old 20-year-old cat would murder it <laughs> if it was running yep. around the house I loose. Knew that about and, cats. Uh, yep. That's not good when you're cat sitting. Uh, and so my son was preoccupied sleeping in my my his sister's room every night and they will take, so he was preoccupied. He had, which is a good thing. It means he's, 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 he's still alive. He's not dead inside. He's not like us with just video games. <laughs> right. He still can feel things and wants to do other things. So not a lot of Fortnite. Um, we, I am still playing that immortals Phoenix rising. Ah, yes. That game is really good. So we talked a lot about it. I'm not going to talk about it again, just to let you know. Uh, <clears throat> it continues to be very good. They continue to, you know, pile on different mechanics and, and little missions and stuff. It's very Breath of the Wild, except with um, better fucking combat. Uh, you know, instead of just swinging a sword around until it breaks, you actually have like a skill tree with moves and shit. Um so, uh, Immortal, Mortals, Phoenix Rising, good mm-hmm. game. Keep playing it. Keep playing. Um, Gamefly game I got, Fred. Mm-hmm. Played it for approximately an hour and a half. <laughs> Went back in the sleeve. Okay. Right? And this was? Uh, <laughs> this was a game called Wanted Dead. Wanted dead. You know, like like yeah. like the title, like wanted. There's no alive, just wanted dead. Yeah, it wasn't oh wanted God, dead. It's wanted. The semicolon dead. <laughs> um I thought it looked awesome. It right? does. You know, I'm I looking think at it, on it was some right now. It was some of the original people I want to say behind Dead or Alive, maybe. In Ninja the Gaiden? makers of Dead or Alive and Ninja right. Gaiden. Yeah, former Team Ninja. Okay, folks. I nailed it. Yeah. Um, and what it is, is it's you're like it's um you're like on a team. I think you only control one person, even you're on a team of four, and you run through levels, and it's supposed to be very fast paced, very sort of combo heavy, blocking, parrying type stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have guns and a sword. Right, so you can pull out a pistol mm. with a single shot pistol, 
you can then move in with a sword and do combos, and then you can also pick up like machine guns and stuff and, and SMGs and sort of duck and cover combat. That's actually like um, the devil's third concept, which was by okay. former Teen Ninja lead uh, Itomonobu Itagaki. It's kind of okay, interesting. So they got some, yeah, they got some stuff going on. All right, it has a I don't say roguelike way about it. Uh, but, um, yeah, you when you die, you can repeat whole, like, kill rooms of people. Mm-hmm. But if you get mm-hmm. through sections, there'll be, like, this little uh, floating robot, little hovering robot, and you access them to um, upgrade your weapons and buy ammo and stuff. So... After these sections is when you can sort of like gear up again, but you have mm-hmm. to make it to that section right. and that will save yeah. your progress and shit. Um, it's very bloody. I see yeah, that reflects mm-hmm. on your character. Like it splats on you and stuff. You cut heads off and cut people in half. It's, it's very cool. You know, you, oh man, it's like, you're like, I like this. Like, I like what's going on. But mm-hmm. there's something wrong about it. Like, there's something that doesn't flow about it. It's unusually hard for no reason. Like, ah. right out the gate. And you're like, maybe I'll get better at it. Maybe it's supposed to be hard. I don't think so. I think it's just hard in a broken sort of way. The voice acting is t- terrible. <laughs> okay. Like, really, really... And it's weird when you plan it because it feels like you're playing a game with some money in it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, when they talk, you're like, one, is that supposed to be an accent? Because I like the, <laughs> your main girl, I'm like, is that supposed to be like a... Because it feels like you're playing like a European game or a foreign game or something. Right. So they, they, it's like someone from like Sweden trying to like sound American. Like it has that weird feel to it, but they have no emotion. Right. Right. I, I kind of see that in some of the animation and stuff. Yeah. They swear in like <clears throat> forced, awkward ways. Right. And then the game just goes nutty in a Japanese way, nutty, where all of a sudden there's like cooking mini game, like eating mini games. <laughs> And every time, like Reservoir Dogs, like every time there's a cutscene with this crew, they're eating at a diner, and they're just showing shots of the food as it, like it's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked, man. And it's like you're listening, going, I don't know, this sounds kind of cool. Like it's one of those games where people right. explain yeah. it. And you go, I don't know, I like everything you're putting down. I want to yeah, pick I up do. everything yeah. you're putting down. Uh, and then you, and then you'll get it and go, Oh, oh, I should have listened to it. <laughs> Yeah, I've had that happen enough that I'm just going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had it happen enough, too, where I'm like, I don't know, Fred. I like what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, granted, I only played an hour and a half of it, so I literally got past the first level. I was like, I am done with this. Like, didn't but really have a good time knew, playing this. Right? Like, you knew. Yeah, I'm like, do I want to be eccentric about this? <laughs> It'd be like, I played this game. Or do I want to say, you know, I got other shit I need to be doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that game went back in the sleeve, 
right? <laughs> 0 for 2. 0 for 2 with the game fly picks. But we sort of expected this, right? That was the point of game flies. I was grabbing some crazy shit and throwing them in, in the queue. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that um, was my take on what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So then while I was waiting, you know, Dead All, uh, Wanted Dead uh, went back. Uh, <clears throat> and then No Man's Sky, Fred, had a big update last week. Yes, right? I it, heard about it had this. The, yeah. It had the Interceptor. Interceptor uh, update. Um, so you know what I did, Fred? You played I, No Man's Sky. <laughs> I started a new game from scratch. Oh shit! So you went that I have far? A ba- okay. I have a bad habit of restarting this game over and over again. First of all, I deleted it off of my Xbox because I I always I've had two <laughs> consecutive games going on and they're not compatible. And uh, I'm like, why am I doing this? But why do I keep doing it. So I got rid of it off the Xbox because you know my original No Man's Sky is from PlayStation. So that's where it's staying. Right. Yep. So, um, so I started a new game, and I don't care. Always fun. It's always <laughs> fun starting over. Uh, I've put about fifteen hours into it again on this okay. new game. You know, I got my base build. I'm building a base and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> doing all this stuff. I got my capital ship. Uh, you know, I'm getting all the stuff back that I always get. But this interceptor update, what it adds is corrupted stuff. So as you know, there's always like um, sentinels, like mm-hmm. there's robots on any planet. And oh, I'm familiar with those guys. Yes. So in the later updates, if they have storylines that address the sentinels, like what are they and where they're coming from, I've never finished the storyline because I keep starting over. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they've populated some of the planets with these giant like um whoop gates these you know these giant round like stargate looking fucking things yeah. <laughs> with runes on them and stuff and so they're basically getting to that these things come through those things that's why they can show up so fast mm-hmm. but where are they coming from like where are they whooping from and they're sort of hinting that there's like sentinel space and there's a center to that, and so it's very cool stuff that they're they're fleshed out, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, there's Sentinel starships now. Mm-hmm. So now, just not on the planet, but you can actually have Sentinel like fucking dogfighting and stuff uh, that follow you into the atmosphere and stuff. And so, what this corrupted this interceptor thing has introduced is corrupted planets, which have these purple crystals on them. And you'll find corrupted sentinels. So they're like sentinels with purple lights and like purple crystals growing out of them. And and there's more bug-like. And you can shoot those and you get different components out of them too. And they've also introduced um, new starships that run off of that power, whatever that power source is. So there's these cool new starships you can get um, that have just a whole new sort of like design to them and look to them. And they're also procedurally generated. So like no two are the same if you if you find one or get one. Okay, that's cool. Um, which is how they do a lot of the ships for the most part, but it's, it's um, you know, 
they've introduced sentinel um fleets Mm -hmm. um starships like so the big frigates um so now there's sentinel those ships that you can attack and blow up you can fight with them and like take one down and you get different components uh they've done as you know you haven't played it in so long it probably wouldn't resemble what you remember at this point no, i had those weird you remember those weird squiddy things that didn't look natural all over the ground and like sometimes you would just remember when i first started playing sometimes you would just spawn on a hot planet and yes <laughs> you don't have a means to survive so that was it <laughs> you just yeah they've they've sort of count accounted <clears throat> for that stuff now mm-hmm. um, i've heard yeah. there's yeah, there's always something you can mine. There is a constant on any planet you're on. So, you know, you always start with a hazard suit. And there's always stuff to keep it sort of powered. You know, you can always mm-hmm. fuel it. Even if it's draining fast, um, you can get the hell out of there. I mean, that's the point, right, is that it's endless. The planet's so, it, you know, you don't. You know, I walk through systems now and don't stop anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you first played that game ever, you'd like every system you stopped and you'd check on yeah. every planet. Yes, you would. Oh, you learn now that, like, no, that galaxy map, I need to go. And if I'm only stopping <laughs> in this solar system, it's to get some supplies and fill up my fucking my hyperdrive. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then once in a while, you get a little drawn into a planet because you find just like outrageous crazy ones you know um sure you know i think i did uh i did post a twitter picture when i started playing again i posted some pictures of a planet i was on i forget it was called a fractured planet and it was just like floating crystals everywhere that almost looked like they were playing like tv screen images on them or something oh. it was really whacked Interesting. um yeah they do some weird <clears throat> stuff now um in the game i started now because now they have different sort of um, menus when you start. And you mm-hmm. can customize your game. You can tweak every setting. So you can have it where you don't take any damage. Um, stuff costs less. Uh, easy to kill enemies. Um, the conditions won't harm you as much. Like, so you can turn everything down. I don't turn that stuff off because you need some sort of resistance, right? Sure. But I definitely turned off, like, turned everything way down so that I'm never getting, like, stuck or anything. And I'm having a a great time playing it like that, you know? Yeah, I um, mean, it will never cease to amaze me how you do not fail to find the fun in, in playing this it's game. a fun game yeah it's a fun game man it's a there's, there's a yeah there's definitely a loop to it i get a little overwhelmed because i start to get so many little side missions mm-hmm. that branch off and then i'm like fuck i'm like i get i need to focus on one thing um they've added i don't know if it's in a previous update or this update because again i haven't played it in in a few months mm-hmm. um but I think they're new. Um, when you warp into some of the solar systems, mm-hmm. um, there is pirate um, bases now. 
So like the what do they call like when you you know you walk in there's the one the the station mm-hmm. the space station where you can buy stuff. Uh, so those now didn't some of the, exist when I had played before, but yes, you've described them before. I'm familiar with them. So no matter which solar system you walk in, there's a space station, and gotcha. when you go in there and land, it's where the stores are and there's the teleporters because now there's teleporters, so you can teleport back to any planet you've ever been to. Which is cool. Um, I like that idea. Or any any space station, I should say. And now when you make a home base or you have a colony, because mm-hmm. now you can take be the mayor of like a town, <laughs> you can <laughs> build that up and do missions for them. Um, <clears throat> you take care of like, – it's like a little sim. You know, you have happy and sad faces and there's, you make decisions as a mayor. Um, that's in there now. Nice. And you can all walk back to that. So it's like you never lose – in the original game, you had to remember with Solar System. You fucking were and fly yeah, back to it. I do remember there was just a lot of like having to keep track of yes. things. Yeah. You know, now you can just – and you can – when you build a base, you can build your own teleporter. So you can just nice. build one. Um, that's another thing. And, and when you're tweaking the stat menu, uh, if you remember when you were building bases, you need the power – and you had mm-hmm. to have all these yep. different means of like solar. Now you can just turn on auto power in, in that <laughs> menu and you don't need to worry about a power source to power like, your base. Fuck it. it makes yeah, it. Yeah, fuck it. Have fun. Yeah. yeah, have fun. No one cares. Um, <laughs> but now some systems you warp in, instead of a space station, they have a pirate space station. So it's one that's all busted up and it's like the pirates took it over. Uh-huh. And when you fly in there, it's all fucking evil looking and there's like, you, there's a whole pirate guild, and uh, there's because now there's contraband stuff. Okay, so you can like do smuggler runs and stuff for them, and sort of like be part of their shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting, man. I mean, they've added so much, so much stuff. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I'm really. I'm really yeah, enjoying I, it. I it's a good believe what they've done with that game. Like, it's been, I haven't even seen the shit they've added. Like last year, like right. you know, there's like bugs and giant bugs, like size of dinosaurs and shit. I haven't seen. I did see a, like a dune, a dune worm sort of thing that was so huge the ground was rumbling. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And all of a sudden, it came jumping out, and it was like you know, bigger than like. <clears throat> A brit, yo, is huge, and you go to scan it, it says something like Goliath or something indestructible or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was, it was huge. <laughs> um, that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm playing that. Um, that's a good, like, I got nothing to do. I'm gonna pop on No Man's Sky, sure. Your time waster <laughs> game, it is a time waster game for sure. Uh, that's not to pretty, value it for the record, no, but. It, it's a pretty, it's the prettiest time wasted game I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, it, it it's does gorgeous. Have, yeah, and it even works with VR for those that want to go that route. But yeah, I tried it. It yep. fucking looks awesome. The look around the cockpit of those those <laughs> ships, it's nuts. Go. But my uh, motion sick will not allow it for long. Yeah, that's when you said that. That's how I knew I wouldn't do it. Yeah, those those ships are very floaty. You know. <laughs> Yep. And, this uh, is our casual yeah. reminder <laughs> that that's why we don't it's play in VR. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot in VR. Um, so then, in the meantime, my Gamefly swapped out, and they mailed me uh, Sifu. 
Ah, Sifu, yeah. S-I-F-U. And I've been... S-I-F-U. Sifu. And so I've been playing that. And I just... I actually finished my first playthrough today. Oh, so you completed it. I completed it, but it kind of just keeps going, right? Like, I don't know. Did you ever play it? No. Oh. So there's like... (laughs) So there's five, like, levels, roughly. Okay. I think there are. There's five levels. At the end of each one is a boss. Um, and then at the end of the last boss, you unlock, like, I don't know, a costume. Or something, and then it starts over. Um, and it's, it's a game that's sort of like the hook of it is New Game Plus, right? It's one of those mm-hmm. games where you, you put XP into a skill tree that unlock moves. And if you do it enough, they become permanent unlocks. So when you start over, you have all those things from the get-go. Um, and the hook, of, the hook of Sifu is that you age with every death. Right? Oh. So every time oh, you yes, start it, yeah. you, you start at age 20. And every time you die, it ticks up an age. Um, and it's like a kung fu-based fighter brawler mm-hmm. um very stylized looking almost like a weird cell shade watercolory type style um cool. classic story right it's just you were a little kid and you know this your master or your father who was you know your your trainer mm-hmm. he your older brother and his like crew is like four other members they turn against the father and uh, they kill him and they think they kill you and then you grow up and it's a tale of revenge and at the end of every level is one of these guys that wronged you and at the very end is your older brother that you have to fight right oh it's fucking double dragon (laughs) it's yeah it's a it's very simple and this is and you have this yeah it's a beat-em-up um but it's not a, it's not like a Fast and Furious Double Dragon beat 'em up, right? It okay. is, it's a more nuanced, learn parrying, and combos mm-hmm. because it's structured like a kung fu movie. Like they really make you feel like, you know, like at any time you can have a room with six people against you, and you're sort of like getting them one at a time, like a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like blocking and parrying to break their, I think they call it a stature meter. It's like their block meter. And you wear, you can wear them down and then you can do a finishing move where he does like, you know, like quick hands or chops you in the throat or slams your head into a wall. Well, you know, and then there's weapons you can pick up and throw and do finishes with the weapons. Um, and Throughout the level, you'll hit a checkpoint where you can cash in your XP to learn some new things, and you can also pick a perk, right? That will last you through that level. So stuff we've seen before, but done in sort of a new way. And it's super fun. I had to put it on easy, right? Okay. Um, I found the normal difficulty to be frustrating when I was learning because it's kind of unforgiving. Um, okay. You know, the parrying 
here's what's funny. The parrying was, you know, you, you tap the L1 when they punch, right? And then if you hold the L1, you block. And depending on which way you direction you push is how he'll kind of duck, duck and weave or mm-hmm. jump over some like a low kick. Enemies are kind of fast, so I kind of never see anything coming. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you like, can't predict. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so on you bosses. can't react to it because you can't quick enough. Yeah. I'm too. I'm fumbling around too much. Um, the bosses. You can because you they have patterns, but the the ra- random enemies, it's like, you know, I don't know, he's punching me and then he just swept me, and it's like, am I supposed to be that quick? Um, but for the most part, you can just kind of like mash the L one to parry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm like trying to time it exactly by hitting one press. Minute they stop punching, I just start tapping on it. I fucking knock them back and. It is super satisfying, Fred, to beat up a bunch of people in a room one at a time, <laughs> flawlessly. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? That's uh, that's kind of partially why I would want to do it is for that opportunity, and especially once I pull it off. It's super. I think the game's great. Like I'm having a good time playing it, and as you play through a level, um, so it's like you're working your way up to the top guy, right? So say you're playing through a level. You find clues in the level, basically like, you know, hidden things you got to find. And it shows like a a blackboard that he's almost like a crime scene connecting ropes and shit, strings. You know, he's like working out like, you know, connecting everything to the top guy. And those are like your collectibles, trying to fill out that board, you know. And you, there might be a door that's locked that might have a collectible in there and it goes on the board. And then later on a different level, you find the key for that. Mm-hmm. So when you replay, when you come back around. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's I was made, figuring that's where that was going, where it's like, oh, level come back. one's bonus key is on level three, five or whatever. Yeah. So it's made to be replayed over and over and over and over again. Uh, you know, one of the things I like is, you know, when you, <laughs> you age, you know what I mean? As you get the mm-hmm. shit kicked out of you. So as you were, a boss might take through like 10 of your lives. You start to get the gray hair and the long, like, you know, beard, <laughs> braided beard and hair, hair and stuff. Like you just start looking like old Chinese master. And then, uh, but some of the perks you can get is the, the roll off like five years, like back it up, you know? Um, I never died. I'm assuming. Hmm. When you hit a certain age, you can't go on. I got, cl- I think that oldest I got was like 54 or something. Um, you have a little charm that has a bunch of these old coins on it. And I got up, and, and when you go through 10 lives, you like crack off a coin. And I still had like a, two coins left. So I think you can get up to like 70 or 80 before you go, <laughs> before you can't, maybe you lose the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. I just I find it um, I'm keeping it on easy because why not you know and um, I don't know I find it super super satisfying right now to walk down a hallway and just beat the shit out of people one at a time uh, it's pretty good nice Sifu Sifu it's a it's a that's a fun game man if you like that kind of stuff 
it's a it's a good mix of genres and it looks really fucking cool and all the bosses you have to fight it's like a family and they each have a hook to them you know like one guy's a, called the botanist and he can like make plants grow you know so he grows a forest around you guys and then you you're inside but you're fighting like in a bamboo forest and <laughs> you know <clears throat> i don't know very cool stuff man yeah. so sifu from gamefly that's what i've been playing all right Sorry about that, and that's all my games. Oh no, no, no. don't be sorry. That's that's a good list. Plus, also, that's kind of like the strength of GameFly, right? You got to mm, keep sifting through till you find your gem. Sifted, yeah. Also, Marvel stat, Snap still going strong. People. Oh, Mar- <laughs> can't Marvel that in. Snap. Who's your Who's your biggin? What's the, What's the big chase right now? Um, I just got a guy named um, his name Spec. No, not Spectre. Um, Spectrum? No, not Spectrum. It's a cable company. No, I'm going to tell you right now who he is. Because he's a card that I thought was dumb. Is it Spectrum? uh, No, it's a girl. Spectrum is a girl. Yeah, it wasn't a a girl. Wait, I'm going to put on this stupid thing. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. I've been doing with him. Because he's really been... I have a FU deck, right? <laughs> Which means everything's a fuck with the other people. Yep. And um, I've had several people quit, which makes me so happy. <laughs> so happy. Like, I can't explain to you. You love to see it, right? Yep. So I have, um, this is my deck right now. This is my uh, my hand I'm using. I got Iceman, right? Solid. And uh, he shoots ice into your hand and he makes one of your cards cost one more to play that makes me happy um i got korg right when you play him mm-hmm. he shuffles a rock into your deck so you yep. might just get a rock I'm familiar that's worth with zero yeah. so you know stones are rocks are a big thing in marvel snap you know yes, they're, they're worth zero but you gotta <clears throat> you know they get in your deck because you can only have so many hands cards in your hand at a time so these sort of muck up everything yep uh black widow right mm-hmm. i like her because i play her and she sh- shoots a widow bite into your hand and it's a useless card it's a zero zero card but you will not add any more cards from your deck into your hand until you get rid of it so basically put your your hand i on got you yeah hold to you gotta get rid of it that makes me happy to use <laughs> um i got green goblin he flies over into your lane, mm-hmm. and he's a negative three. Mm. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. I got debris, right? She shoots rocks into every lane, even my lane. But she, she you, shoots them up into all three of your lanes up top, you know? Um, which you're like, so what? But it's like if you have three cards in a lane mm-hmm. and – uh your last is going to be a whammy, and then I fill it with a rock, and then you can't. <laughs> I right. stop yeah. your lane. Oh, yeah. So, fun. Uh, Vi- uh, Polaris, she moves opposing one or two cost cards. So, again, say you have, like, three cards in a lane. I throw Polaris underneath yours, and she'll move one of your rocks or a cheap card over and fill that. That's fun. I like that. I have spot. I have Spider-Man, which he will block your lane for one turn. Hmm. 
he shoots a web up there and then you can't play a card there the next turn. Uh, so that aggravates people, right? Especially when that's the lane they were going to use the like for their big finale. And then I block it. That's good. <laughs> I can imagine. Sentry. Um, the Sentry. That's who this guy is. The Sentry. I don't know. He's just a dude in a gold Superman suit with a big S <laughs> on his fucking belt buckle. I don't know who he is. Uh, but what he does. He's, he's, a, he's kind of a big deal. Just trust me. Is he a big deal? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what he is. He's He only costs four to play. But he's 10 points. So on the fourth turn, mm. you can play him, but you can only play him um in the in the right location. Mm-hmm. So you can play him in the right in the middle, but you can't um no, you can't play him in the right location. That's what it's so you can only play him in the two left, the left and the middle, but you can't play him on the right, right? Mm-hmm. But when you put him down, he generates a negative 10 void. That flies over to your left, your right location. You're saying, Rob, what good is that to give yourself a negative 10? All right. But I, I also I have. Answer, but continue. I also have Viper. Mm-hmm. Viper will send one of my cards over to your side. And she's only a two. And Spectrum. Uh, Whatever century is uh, a four. So on my final turn, for six points, mm-hmm. I can throw him down. All right, I keep my my right lane empty, so people are like this dude's not even doing nothing in his right <laughs> lane. Right, mm-hmm. so I throw this guy down in one of my left lanes. Ten points is a lot, especially if they've only they haven't done anything. Tied to get that on the last turn. Throw him down. Then I throw Viper all the way in the right. So he flips over, generates a void. That flies over to the right. Then I flip the Viper, Mm -hmm. shoots at negative 10 over on their side. That's game. That's game, Fred. Especially when I I spent the whole game blocking up all their lanes with rocks. You understand? Yeah, I I can see exactly how that's – a tactic, yeah. Marvel Snap, I don't think it's evolved much since I've last played it, but that's not to devalue it. It just mm-hmm. sounds like there's a lot more. They're they're tweaking the rules and the general flow of gameplay with these new cards, and I think that's exactly what they're And they constantly, to um, they constantly update and nerf the cards, too. Okay. So once they realize, like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> we can see someone's, what they're doing with this one. This one's a bit much. Let's take a point away from it or something. You know what I mean? Like, they're keeping active. It's very popular. I'm sure they're making a shit ton of money off of it. Um, I'm sure they do, know. too. <laughs> if you get into it, Fred, it's a good time waste. I can't stop playing. Well, like I said, I played it for a couple of months, but then I was like, no, I can't keep up with this. It is good, though. Mm-hmm. I'll stick with my magic, but it is good, and I don't blame you or anybody else for being still into yeah. it. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, All right. I'm sorry. That was a, that was a lot. Go ahead. No. No. You no. go. It's probably for the best because <laughs> I haven't done too much this week. So, so trees. I did cancel my uh, GameFly membership. Okay. Um. I got to a point where like I could see down the road where I'd want it 
I was like, uh, I'll, maybe I'll rent Resident Evil 4 now because, right, there were no in there, the remake had no. I had re- returned my bot copy, kept my steel book, but returned my bot copy. And That's I was right. like, eh, I don't, I need to wait for it to get, you know, updated up. Well, they've done that. They've course corrected most of the issues, including the dead zone on the Xbox. But now I've already returned mine. So now I have to wait till it drops down in price no, to like 20 bucks. So uh, I'll be waiting a while. I also okay. just didn't feel any huge push to play that remake right now. I can't gauge, but I'm not, I'm kind of not hearing. It's not getting the praise like Resident Evil 2 remake got. So I think stuff. the I'm thing hearing with that, more negative things about it. Well, and I think the thing with that was people praised Resident Evil 2 remake for things that were in Resident Evil 1, or sorry, the original Resident Evil 2, but people didn't realize. Like, a perfect example is Mr. X. Mr. X is in both campaigns, A and B scenario, for the remake. Mm -hmm. In the original, you only saw Mr. X and only confronted Mr. X when you played scenario B. And spoiler alert trees... Most people never played Scenario B. Hmm. I did. And I was fascinated with Mr. X and various other very deep um, changes and enhancements to the plot. Meanwhile, Hmm. and yeah, I'm going to take an opportunity to just punch him in the dick one more time. Games journalists, it was new to them. Because most of them weren't even alive when Resident Evil 2 came out. Um, And far be it from any of their obligations to even check in fucking Wikipedia whether or not these things they're saying were true. But it's okay, because they said them, true or not. And they're in print, so I guess they're covered. But a lot of people praise Resident Evil 2 for adding things to it that were always there. <laughs> um, but uh, but hey, I also recently heard a, a video game pundit say that Resident Evil Remake, it was originally released on, um, on the Xbox One, right? And somebody was like, no, 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 it was 360 first. Oh, okay, okay. 360 and PS3. Yeah, okay, that's when the remake came out. Ugh. Anyway, um, I think the, the problems that Resident Evil 4 has, though, since we took this long walk around the block, you can definitely tell I'm mm-hmm. padding the fact that I didn't play too much, um, is that Resident Evil 4 was highly praised. It didn't need any help. And I think the reason I'm a little frustrated by that statement, but it is true, is that was my take on Resident Evil 2, though. Right? Like, think about it, Trees. Before that remake came out, I thought it was widely understood that Resident Evil 2 was the strongest, if not one one of the strongest, if not the strongest, of the classic Resident Evil games. But times have changed. Apparently people mm. forgot that that was the case. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 2 was like everyone's favorite forever, right? It was an easy, whenever people would do those arbitrary lists of like best Resident Evil games, it was easily on the top of most people's. Um, right. But... Um, but yeah, four um, just didn't need it, right? Nobody was waiting for four to be remade. People right, were still. Right. I still enjoyed just recently going back and playing the original. It didn't need any help. Hmm. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. Um, 
And uh, I think another big part of it is, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how the sales do. I hope they're good. Uh, I think they're good. But this goes back to the age-old thing where, like, a bunch of video game journalists played it. And, I mean, the <laughs> the games press are gushing on it. Greatest game of all time. Best thing out there. Blows. This is how you do a remake. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, for me, I'm just not hankering for it. And I don't know why. I'm not gnawing at the bit for it. I think the reason why was, this is probably my own fault, I let myself get caught up in the flaws of the game, but I played that demo, if you remember. I played that demo and I really enjoyed it, but I had some issues with a handful of things in like how it controlled and stuff. And so I did take to heart that whole like dead zone thing for Xbox controllers and it carried through to the PC version. If that hadn't carried through to the PC version also, I probably would have just grabbed that PC version and played it. Um, but what happened was I was waiting for it to get updated. I canceled my Gamefly. I returned the game. And because I'd gone through so many steps to kind of reject that game, by the time I found out that it had been fixed, even though it was pretty quick, I was like, eh, I don't want to go through mm-hmm. all the bullshit of finding a deal on it again and this and that. You know what I mean? So I was like, right. I'll just wait. I'll wait till it's cheap. Um, and it will be. By summer, Capcom will have that down to 20 30 bucks, So it's no problem. And I'll play it then. Um, I also was looking and like the new Jedi Survivors coming out. I'm very much looking forward to it. But it seems Mm. like it's now much more open world and longer. And so and the original wasn't that short. It was like 20, 30 hours. So I was like, oh, if it's going to be longer than that, I don't want to do it on a Gamefly rental. Um, And so I got to a point where there just wasn't anything I wanted from Gamefly. And then more importantly, it takes... I counted it, Trees. It took them nine days. And I think this is more the U.S. Postal Service's fault, not Gamefly. But it took them nine days to get me Bayonetta Origins. That's Cereza's Origins or whatever. And then I returned it back to them. And I didn't even do it out of my mailbox. I did that thing where I went and dropped it into an official U.S. Postal Service mailbox. And... It was seven days after that collection that they finally received it. And so Hmm. I even said it when I canceled. I was like, I'm spending more time waiting for games to come and go than I am spending with them. Hmm. And I'm paying for that, right? Like if they would freeze my membership while it was in the mail, I'd be way more prone to it. So anyway, it is what it is. But I canceled my Gamefly membership. Um, and to that same end, I think that had me go back and reflect on the fact that I just don't know that I'm that like essential in playing the newest, hottest right now. Like I have an opportunity right now where I've got, like, I didn't have anything I wanted to buy with my recent couple of weeks of video games. Um, I bought one thing. You'll kind of laugh at this. Uh, I, I've been buying the old animated shows. So I recently bought the whole 1980s Ninja Turtles animated series um, <laughs> uh, because I found it on sale at like Walmart for like, I think I bought it from Groove. But anyway, it was like 20 bucks and I got the whole run, all 10 seasons. I didn't even know there were 10 seasons. It's fucking 25 discs. Um, and then the same thing happened with the real Ghostbusters. It finally dropped in price enough where I think I paid 25 bucks for it. 
and I got um, it's it's a hundred of the episodes. I think there's like 120 episodes. 20 were cut. Nobody says why. And there are later episodes from later seasons. I'm more interested in the earlier seasons because that's when I started watching anyway. But 25 bucks, why not? And um, I do watch those things and I do rip them and put them on my Plex server and stuff like that so I can watch them whenever I want to. And so I do like having those and I do like going back and watching them. Julie and I are almost done with rewatching Batman the Animated Series from the 90s. Like we watch those things. And so um, I'm more interested in buying random things like that than video games. So it's like I saw. Resident Evil. I saw an opportunity to buy Hogwarts Legacy for like 30 bucks. I saw an opportunity to do a couple other things. And I'm like, man, I'm still trekking slowly through Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm liking the games I'm playing right now. I just don't need to buy new games. I hate to say it, but I just don't need to buy them right now. And I don't want to put stuff aside that I'm playing right now for those games. So just didn't have a reason to buy games, right? They're burning a hole in my pocket. I'd love to, but no. Um, although, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this, the, the Amiibo from Metroid Dread, that's like that new bot plus the Samus Aran, like it's a two pack of Amiibo. Right. That went on sale for five bucks today at GameStop. And I tried wow. to buy it on the website and I was having trouble because GameStop's website is dog shit. And so I rolled into my local GameStop and they had it there for five bucks. And I was like, can I use my $5 monthly thing for this? And he goes, yeah. And he just, it was free. He just printed me up a $0 receipt and handed it to me. So I got some free Amiibos today. <laughs> that was fun. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just, like I said, I'm liking stuff, but I just have nothing. I'm having more fun playing old stuff. I'm not really going to talk about it here not really to avoid it, but just because, I don't know, you and I just don't have a lot to talk about. And you tell me if you ever want to change this, but I just don't think mm-hmm. you have a lot to share or talk about when I talk about like a super, super old game. Like I've been playing, I've been back to playing like PC Engine CD games from like my chronological stuff, but I'm not doing the Cron CD project anymore, but I'm just playing the games as if I did. So, like, right. I've been playing that stuff, and then I've been going back through the... Um, I've been playing in chronological order from the 360, and I kind of talked about this before, from the launch of the 360 through. So, right now, I'm on still on the launch games. I'm on Call nice. of Duty right now. Uh, Call of Duty 2. I'm replaying that. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, I'm loving replaying that stuff. I, I'm actually having the time of my life. So, you know, it's not that the new games aren't cool. It's just that I don't need them right now. Right. It is what it is. Um, so what have I been playing? Um, so uh, I do want to point out I'm still playing Arkham Asylum. And I am like, I th- it's one of those things where I thought I had be- play- I had played more than I did. Um, so I am doing like most of the Riddler things. And I probably want to go back and do all of them because there's like 240 Riddler puzzles and I have like 224 of them or something. So I'm close enough that I may as well clean them all up. There's not much missing. Um, And I've got a percentage of like 80 something percent. And I just did that scenario. um, I just did the poison Ivy fight for those who have played that game, which is pretty close to the end of that game. I think after I do poison Ivy and you get rid of her, barbs you do that thing where you walk out and they're doing the little confetti and everything and then you go do the joker shit so i'm wrapping up that game um 
So, but I had thought, I was like, oh, I've done all this extra stuff. I must have a ton of hours wrapped up in this. And like the PS5 keeps track of how long you've been playing the games. And I'm at like 11 hours. So it's just not that long of a game. You know what I mean? Like I'm in 100% that and it'd probably get it done in less than 15, which, you know, that's not that long for 100%ing the game. And you could easily knock it out in eight hours if you're just playing it to knock out the the campaign. Um, Right. But, uh, and then last but not least, I do want to talk a little bit about Far Cry 5. So I did talk about Far Cry 5 last week. I kind of just touched on it to a certain extent last week, but I think I said plenty. So I want to tell you just what has changed. So I'm pretty far into Far Cry 5. Um, I'm 22 hours in now. And had I done less exploring, I could have beaten that game. Hands down. Okay. So, you know, I kind of talked about it. I think I did last week. I won't lie. A little blurry on exactly what I talked about last week, but that's okay. This won't hinder any of that stuff because I hadn't experienced it yet. So there's there's the main guy, the Seed family, and then um, his sister and two brothers. I have taken out the two brothers, and I am at the part where... Um, as soon as I complete another mission, cause it's like you get points for completing missions in their areas and that gets them to do, you know, I talked about it with like the, I know I talked about this with like the, the, the forced cut scenes and the forced missions and stuff like that. Once I do my next mission, I'll have enough points that'll force her to come after me. Um, okay. and then it'll force me into the end game with her boss battle. And then I'm betting it'll force me into his end game whenever I want to head out to the final island and, and do it. But there's not going to be, it's, it's just like you go straight to him. I don't, there's no like missions to do or anything like that. Um, so I've done m- most of the things you can do in these areas as far as like the big main stuff. So I've done all the main campaigns. I've got all the buddies you can have with you, which are both animals and humans. So and trees, okay. I think you're really going to get a kick out of that part of it. Right. So it's like right now for my sidekicks, I can pick between like a really cute dog. There's a huge bear called Cheeseburger. Bear. That's right, there's cheeseburger. A, yeah, cheeseburger is the name of the bear. And then there's a cougar yeah. named, it's like Sally or something, or Dolly. Um, one one of the main things I remember, my mm-hmm. memory remembers from that game, is a bear named Cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. And capturing cheeseburger is fun. You go get a salmon and get him to come over to it and stuff like that. Um, I've got the redneck son who loves rocket launchers. I've got the guy who has a pregnant wife and um, wants to flee the area, but then like she tells him to stop being a pussy and like fight because he owns like the local airstrip. So I got him on my side. I got the helicopter pilot on my side who's a frisky girl. Like she, the shit that comes out of her mouth. My God. Yeah. 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 Frisky girl. Yeah, because like, she calls everyone fuckstick, and yeah, she's. I'm gonna get vulgar Charming. here for a minute. What? Charming. Yes, yes. I believe she used the term thunder cunt. I'm pretty oh. sure she did. Yeah, yeah. It's a big one. Um, and then she talks about how like she'll help you anytime, day or night, except for 9 a.m. when the guy on her area does yoga and she loves to watch his ass in the air while he does a downward dog. Like she's, she's a fun character. 
Um, Jeez. Yeah. So, um, and then the last person, oh, they're, they're all stereotypes, right? The last person's the guy who, when you go over to him, he's like, oh, you can't arrest me, cop. I know you're part of the government, you cop, <laughs> and this and that. And then you help him out and you show that, like, you're a cop who's willing to kill people. And then he thinks you're all right. So, huh. he has a really fucked up loyalty mission. Like, you do little loyalty missions for them, basically. And his is delightfully fucked up. Uh, I hope you don't mind me spoiling a little bit about this game. Oh. But his loyalty missions, uh, he he wants to test out his new flamethrower. And he can get uh, the bad guys to come after you. Um, and so he just has, he, he plays Disco Inferno. And gets all the bad guys to come after him so he can light them on fire. <laughs> and you just... <laughs> You just play his like bait to a certain extent. All right. Um, so well. it's it's fun. The missions are absurd at times, trees, but they are a little less. They're a little more few and far behind for the wild, wacky, absurd missions. And maybe that was always the case. I can tell you that was definitely the case in three. I'm trying to remember if four was more absurd than not. But no, 4 was probably pretty straight-laced too, right? Like, there were some absurd missions, but by and large, they were, like, serious. Right. And this is probably my assholeness, but, like, for some reason, I'm out in the woods of Montana, right? Like, everyone hates... uh, Everyone, like, just... Whether you're part of the cult or not, they all hate liberals, and they all make a bunch of like really heavy-handed jokes that make fun of pretty much everyone who developed this game, right? Like, um, and so I just wanted it to be more wacky and wild. And I bet the same's true of six, right? Like where you've got the wiener dog that's named Chorizo that has no, you know, that yeah. has like a wheelchair for back legs and stuff. I want it to be more wacky and funny, but it's probably not as wacky and funny as I want it to be. And I think that's where I struggle a little bit with these Um, because yeah, for every, you know, really wild, funny mission, there's just a bunch of missions that are pretty straightforward. Go here, blow up all this shit, come home. Right. Like go here, fetch me this shit, bring it back. Um, That's what's funny about Far Cry games is you watch the trailers, (laughs) you know what I mean? They like this. So they're kind of serious. And right. deep, and the and then you play it, and it's just like yes. a shit show of like doing whatever, you know. Yeah, and I wanted to be a little more. Uh, another thing I've definitely noticed, and I think I mentioned this last week, but it's definitely way more clear when I've played this much of it, is it's tedious as fuck. And I yeah. this is more so than your average Far Cry. Like this particular one, they wanted to script you way more than they should have. So a good example of this is like. I've opened up the perk where, like, whenever I fast travel, you can airdrop. So instead of, like, fast traveling straight to the point, I just get dropped in the air, like, 2,000 feet above (laughs) where I'm going to. Yeah, and you can either parachute down or you can use the flying squirrel suit and go anywhere really on the map you want and do stuff like that. So it's, like, up to me how I want to do it. But then if you're going to do, like, certain missions and not just, like... Not just like story missions, like even side missions. They're just like, no, nah, you can't fast travel. No. Or like I'm going to do a mission, but like the the cult is hunting me down because they want to force a story mission on me. 
well, then none of the missions spawn and none of the pickups for like side content spawns. And it's because it's like, no, we've decided that right now this is what you're going to do and you're going to do it. And they're also like tedious about how you do stuff. Like, like they'll say to blow something up and I'm like, great. And I've got this ridiculous rocket launcher. So I'll go to blow it up that way. But if it's a story mission and they don't want you to have a quick end to that, no, 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 no. You've got to walk up to it and plant the explosives and protect it for two minutes and then run away. And I just, it's too tedious for its own good. They tried too Mm. hard with a lot of these missions and you know, you can't do that. Don't give me this sandbox of ridiculous shit to work with only to not let me use them. Right. You should have designed better missions around it. Um, I do think you die a lot easier in this too. I'm not frustrated, but like, I mean, trees like, like they've thrown a lot of shit at me in a Far Cry game, but this was the first one where I was like, dude, dude. (laughs) The other thing that I really don't like is you can run out of ammo. Like you just really aren't given a lot of ammo and they throw like way too much at you. And I think their idea is kind of Halo-like, where you're supposed to just run across the battlefield, just like stealing from other people. But with the amount of like, because they do a lot of that, you know, it's it's all turned off now, but at the time, they did a lot of that Uplay stuff and the Ubisoft club where you had to buy skins and all this stuff. And now it's all turned off and you just get it all for free right off the bat. But... (sighs) For a game that that really just wanted you to buy like your own personal gun, but then put your own personal spin on it and stuff like that, if you're personalizing these guns, you shouldn't make it so easy or necessary for me to dump them, right? But like you'll run out of ammo and it's like you only get like 120 bullets, I think it is, for an assault rifle and you're doing three round bursts. I mean, when you're doing a heavy mission where it's like, protect this area for five minutes, you know, you're going to run out of ammo (laughs) fast. And the assault rifles are really the only ones that allow you to do both scoped stuff for long range and quick stuff. If you've got like a bow and arrow or a sniper rifle, the moment they, the shit really goes down and they like flood the area against you, you're fucked. Like an assault mm-hmm. rifle allows you to handle both situations and a pistol is kind of like a pea shooter and the SMGs, man, those only get 150 bullets. You think 120 bullets disappears fast. Give yourself a fully automatic weapon with 150. And the other thing is guys can take some hits in this game. Like they are quite bullet spongy. Um, mm-hmm. Headshots are still pretty effective, but they now have like these super like VIP guys that just, they don't die, they get downed. And then people can revive them. And they're a pain in the ass. And then they also have the armor guys who are just covered in armor. They can't get headshotted. They, uh, you have to shoot their armor basically off their head, which takes a ton of bullets. And then you can headshot them. And I don't even think they can take chest damage. And I've even lit them on fire with a Molotov. They don't seem to care. And so... When you put all this stuff together, like, yeah, resource management has become a major factor in this game. So again, it just all plays back into the same thing. This game is more tedious, right? And it's like, I keep saying this over and over again. I'm drawn to keep playing and I will finish it. 
But I kept saying over and over again in the campaign, it's like, why are you stopping me from having fun? I'm not even dying. It's just tedious. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, yep. ugh. You know, <laughs> or like there was a mission where they wanted me to like take down stuff in a plane. And it's funny because you can easily get down in that plane. And you can tell they were prepared for that. Because I thought it was going to fail me from the mission. And they're like... Oh no, man! Don't worry about it. If if you lose a plane, we got another one on the runway. Just uh, fast travel back to us. If you have to tell people they can fast travel back for an airplane that you're requiring for a major story mission, you have misdesigned that mission. You need to either balance it so that we can keep the plane the whole mission, or you need to make it a fail state if we get downed. Right. And the fact that they didn't do either shows like they didn't. They just didn't want to deal with that. They just wanted to make it easy. So it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, like you literally get shot out of the plane, so you leap out of the plane, and while you're falling to your death, you just pause <laughs> and fast travel to the runway and jump into another plane that's just <laughs> sitting there waiting for you. Right? I like that. Like you find that amusing. Okay, so maybe I'm, I'm overthinking it, but... Yeah, yeah, why not? That's like, it's like Bugs Bunny stepping out the elevator. Yeah, for you're right. Down. There's that. All right? So... Yeah. But by and large, like I said, um, the it's the game's got a lot of personality, um, and so I do dig that, and um, and I I do like the the side missions are hit or miss, right? Like you go do one and it's either super funny, like um, I don't know, like a good example is like going and like helping someone hide their porn stash or something, and then like. Meanwhile, then you get other ones where it's like, oh, collect all my baseball cards hidden in cabins throughout the map. And it does not tell you what cabins those are. And it's like, motherfucker, there's like 400 cabins in this game. I'm not going to go look for your baseball cards. So, Mm. so yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's a Far Cry game. It is definitely that game. You know what I mean? Um, and I do like the parts of Primal that they did throw into this game, right? Like, I think Primal came out after four, but before five. And so it, it, you get like stuff like that, right? Where like you have pets and you have, you're not riding them, but you know, they, they, they put that stuff in there and they definitely had a lot more, there's a lot more focus on bow and arrow and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So they've right. thought of that stuff. And so I, right. I do, I do like that. Um, so um, but it is a, a shorter version of those Far Cry games as well. Like, I think I've met every person who's on the map, um, other than maybe a couple in my final area. But I will find them all, you know, and I've been able to do it in like, you know, I'll finish that game in probably 25 hours. So, um, so yeah, I have some gripes about it, but by and large, it's fine. And if you want to do a lot of like fetch questy shit, like find baseball cards and find albums and comic books you can do that if you want to go they got a lot of again it's more tedious shit like there's a guy who like wants a bunch of um, meat to make um, food for everybody but he'll only take meat if you've run it over and he'll only let you run it over in certain areas so you end up in this area where you have to run over a certain animal with a certain car um, or no with a car or he doesn't, it won't count as like his collected stuff. If you're cool with that, go right ahead. I found it to be extremely tedious, you know? Um, right. Or yeah. fishing. There's a lot of fishing trees. There's a girl you meet and she's all about the fishing. And yeah. so if you want to go fit, and it's a decent fishing minigame. Um, so if you want to go 
hunt tons of different fish all over the area, you totally can do that. So, um, but yeah. So, but that's Far Cry 5. You know, they did that new Dawn expansion, which I won't be doing. And there's a, there's a ton of DLC too, which I have. And like one where you even go back to Vietnam and stuff. And so I think I'm going to stop now, but I'll definitely return to Far Cry 5 to wrap some of that stuff up. And, uh, but I will say it's probably going to be a long time till I play Far Cry 6. Cause I had heard Far Cry 6 was like the weakest of those. And like, I don't think I like Far Cry 5 as much as a decent number of, you know, reviewers and stuff that I read did. Um, mm. they, they really dug five by and large. Maybe that's revisionist history. Like maybe now looking back, it feels like people like that more fondly. You know, that happens a lot and maybe it had mixed reviews when it came out, but I feel that way. I feel like most people universally got done with Far Cry 6 way earlier than finishing that game. <laughs> so we'll see about that. But anyway, I'm in the world of Far Cry. But uh, but yeah, I think I'll wrap that up. I think I'll probably wrap up Batman. And then um, my next goal is I think I'm going to do something you guys used to do with easy mode, which is I think I'm going to do some spring cleaning. I think I'm going to go back to some games I haven't finished that I kind of walked away from over the last couple of years. And clean them up. I am also slowly making progress with uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm at about 15 hours on that game. Just still rocking and rolling. I can tell you that while the plot definitely continues and there's definitely stuff to do when you're wandering around the set and everything, uh, the castle, it is way more like mission stuff now. So like I'm in the shit where you're just doing mission, mission, mission. And there's like optional ones. There's tons of missions on the map where is it used to be there was just one mission to do and stuff like that. So um, definitely getting into that game, digging into the meat of that game. But yeah, I'm just moving at a very slow pace with that game. That's okay. Yeah, but in a good way. I'm not yeah, you're, not you're enjoying it. It's just, there's a lot of investment, I feel like. Like, when you go on a mission, you when I sit down to play that game, I need to know I'm going to have, like, an uninterrupted <laughs> at least an hour. And oh, I wow. have yeah. not been that fortunate lately. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. Whereas Arkham and Far Cry, you just save and quit, or you just, like, walk through yep. a door and it auto-saves, and you're like, okay, well, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So. Funny. All right, well... I think with that, we'll call it. It hasn't been too long on the recording, but it is definitely late. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it is. But, yeah, it is. Yeah. All righty. Well. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. With that, we will call it a week. And uh, since I'm horrible at wrapping this up, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I won't do the glockenspiel stuff about us on no. uh, Twitter and everything. I'll just say until next week. Mm-hmm. Happy gaming. <laughs> Later. This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand, I'm gonna love you till the very end. Peaches, 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 peaches,
come to A thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you Princess Peach at the end of the line I'll make you mine Oh, peaches, 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 I love you